This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Episode number 69. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. adults. We're grown ups. Of uh, what did you watch this week? My name is Mike. My name is John. I, I had to mimic Mike's hand gesture of waving at myself. Yes. Well, that's, that's, I'm animated when I talk. You guys all miss this because you're not live with us here. Maybe someday we'll do a live taping in front of an audience. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, um, I think the 25th, which is. Tonight, I thought, maybe. Maybe it's 27th. I don't know. I think Valiant Central is doing a, a live. Like, you really? can go online and watch them on the YouTube or something. Wow. Yeah, yeah we're not that high tech. Uh, no. I mean, nope. I do have a web camera on my laptop. We could, but yeah. Anyway, moving on. We're all set with that. Yeah. For now. Hey, so lots to talk about. Yeah, we, uh, as we had mentioned last time, we skipped a week because Mike was on vacation and basically spent five days up in the Willywax of Northern Maine. I had cell reception, 1K only, but that was still too much for me. Yeah. And uh, so as a result, he was unable to watch anything at the time, came home here, uh, locked his kids in the basement, threw his (laughs) wife out in the yard and said, I need to watch all the shows. Not really. I went to work. Uh, I fit them in when I could. Yeah. (laughs) But there is so much to talk about, not just because it was two weeks. Not just because, you know, each show that we talk about, like Preacher and and a few of the others, will have two episodes to talk about. But also because this past week here was San Diego Comic-Con. And apparently, Comic-Con is all about the trailers. And there's a lot of trailers that came out. Yep. There was a lot of news. There were some notable deaths in the Uh, past two weeks. Yep. yep. So we got a lot of ground to cover. So we should just jump right in. That's right. Without further dudes. Let's jump right into it. Yeah. Boom. Rimshot. So, Preacher. 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 I don't remember the last episode we talked about, personally. Well, um, <coughs> we, we've only got two episodes to cover here, which would be... So, we're talking about four and five. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I, uh, I don't know. I enjoy this show. It sounds like you're doing the broad brush strokes. I enjoyed yeah. the show. Yeah, I enjoyed this show. Um, Not so much the last two? I don't know. I don't really care about Tulip's backstory and the guy that she was married to and on and on and on. And no. It, you know, I... They are putting way too yeah, much shit in Yeah, I mean, this. we basically, like, the mystery starts with, oh, why doesn't Tulip want to go to New Orleans? Yeah. Okay, when we get there, we find, oh, there's some guy looking for her. Okay, yeah. she even killed the guy. Yeah. To not go back. Right. And now she's going back. And, you know, I just, this is, this is my issue with it. And I also don't care about Eugene and Hal. No. Because or, they or made, Hitler. they made Hitler a sympathetic character. Yeah. They made, Who they made Hitler? Hitler 
Adolf Hitler, genocidal, legit genocidal maniac, a sympathetic character. Yeah. Like, I don't... Like, like you feel bad in the end of the second episode when everybody in hell is kicking the crap out of him and he looks up miserably at Eugene and Eugene... And, like, Eugene's his salvation and he's he's got that look and he's like, come on, Eugene, help me out. And then Eugene walks over and through his ass face, screams out Zeke Heil and starts kicking the crap out of him as well. Yeah. Okay. I like weird stuff. I'm the one that sold you on blood drive. Oh, blood drive is amazing. But, but there's a, there's a line that you cross. And when you're starting to make Hitler a nice guy or like, like you said, sympathetic, like you're supposed to feel bad for him. I don't, you should never feel bad for this guy. And, And, and I, yeah, I, I don't at all. So I, I don't care about that whole bit. I don't. I don't care about that. Um. Okay, they found out the actor that played God. That part I, I was into. They for the tracked most part, him, except yeah. for it took them forever. Exactly. To get but they tracked him down. They found out who he was. We saw his rehearsal tape on and on and <laughs> on. I mean, I enjoyed that aspect I, of it. And the fact that as soon as he passed the audition, they were like, great, you passed. And they hauled off and shot him in the head. Yeah, yeah. Chest. Chest, sorry. Yeah, he took the job and then they probably murdered him. What did they do that for? It's the only way to get him to heaven. I mean, yep. I, I enjoyed that part of it. Um, the episode Dallas, where we see the big flashback thing at the beginning, where Jesse and Tulip were trying to get pregnant again. I hated that. I hated that whole, just ridiculously long montage of, of, of Custer going to the store, buying beer, Beer, cigarettes, buying cigarettes, buying a pregnancy test, walking back by the church. Yeah. Yeah. Humping his, humping his girlfriend. Who I doesn't mean, look like she's into it at all. Oh, yeah. It was just, it was so dry. It was so terrible. And I predicted it right in the beginning because the very beginning shows them on the job. We've seen them on the job. Yeah. And she's doubled over. And she's like, oh, the baby. Right. And I'm like, she didn't lose the baby. Mm. Of course she didn't lose the baby. No, that was when she lost the baby. No, she, no, it wasn't. Because then by the end of the episode, she's talking to somebody on the phone about. Carlos. Yeah. But she's talking about the little girl that Jesse can't know about. Oh, so you think that... She faked it. Because she was trying to stay not pregnant the whole time. She didn't want to be pregnant the whole time. She was taking the birth control pills. She had hidden the stuff up in the vents. But here's the thing. Like, all right, so this is is what I interpreted this as. Okay. Was that um, she was pregnant. Yeah. Uh, Carlos turned on them, and she ended up, they ended up losing the child. She miscarried. So then they tried to become normal and get pregnant again, and that's why we see the, the montage of the humping and the beer and the cigarettes and everything, and she's going to get a regular job. And then we find out the whole time, oh, no, that's not the case at all. She's been taking birth control. She went back to work after three weeks being a um, real estate agent. She's been lying to him. On and on and on. I thought that's what sent them apart. And then at the end, you know, she left her husband because someone had found Carlos and she wanted to go kill Carlos for revenge for her losing her baby. That's what I thought that was. Because they were, if she hadn't lost the baby, then she would have left straight away then to give birth if this was her daughter, as opposed to they stayed together and kept trying to get pregnant. Because a pregnancy test is going to be positive if you're pregnant. That's how I took that. I didn't take it as that that's her kid because she wouldn't have left her kid behind with that guy. But then who's she telling them that Jesse can't find out about her? Who's she talking to on the phone when she says Jesse can't find out about her? 
I understand what you're saying. I don't actually remember that part, but I, I do remember being utterly bored over that episode in that beginning part. So I don't Oh know. God, yes. And I've I read online that it was supposed to be a reflection of Jesse's personal hell. Because, you know, basically that's the whole thing with hell is you relive your worst day ever. Yeah. So, you know, Eugene, we saw his personal hell, which is reliving the day that his that he shot that his, his crush killed, yeah. killed herself. Well, stupid. Didn't even kill herself. Brain damaged herself. Yeah. And that he then killed himself or tried to kill himself. And how did how did these people both manage to screw up killing themselves with a shotgun at point blank range? Like, one, I can kind of get, but both of them did it yeah. with the same shotgun. Yeah. Like, it blew the top of her head off, right. and then it blew his mouth inwards. Well, that's how it healed. Oh, that, that's the surgery, yes. Yeah, that's how it healed, yeah. <clears throat> um, there was one line where he talked about how he was going to, the guy in hell was going to make Eugene <laughs> blow him, and he was going to... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Have anal sex and get a head blowjob at the same time. Yep. Um, But anyways, I don't know. I just, I didn't care for that episode. I I didn't either. I did kind of like the end when Jesse goes to rescue Tulip. And he uses his, his, his powers to freeze everyone in the house and all that stuff. Okay, see, that part was cool. Yeah. I'll grant you that. But then the rest of it where she's like, this is my husband. And he still goes ape shit on the guy. he goes worse then. Yeah. He goes worse then. Yeah. Yeah. And it just... It really smacked of a petulant child. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He was just like, man, man, you dared be married to this girl that I left behind because, you know, I couldn't get her pregnant because she lied to me. And so I stormed off and went and took over my daddy's church and you dared to marry her and give her a good life. And yeah. Yeah. When you say it like that, it makes it sound even worse. Yeah. It's the worst. Okay. So she takes her stepdaughter because, you know, when she's talking to her, she says, I hope my daddy kills you. So that's that, and she says that's my right. stepdaughter. That so she takes the stepdaughter and goes back to the house with her. Why? Why does the little girl girl with her? <sighs> I don't know. Because even she's like, "Well, your boyfriend's going to kill my dad." Right. Too matter of factly about it. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So these two episodes, there were parts that I liked, but for the majority of it, I wasn't a huge fan. I wasn't either. And the yeah. thing is, this season started off so much better than the last season. Yeah. Because, you know, they had the action. They had the blood and guts. And we got like five seconds of the Saint of Killers yeah. showing up at the end. and Right, killing, killing everyone. People. And but, then, But not even, like, that first part of this season when he was taking out the cops from like a mile away with his pistol and blowing off the top of their heads. Oh, yeah. And now suddenly his pistols are just like pew, pew, yeah. pew. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he can change his ammunition based on how he, what he wants them to happen. He's a video game character. Right, yeah. Um, he ran out of super ammo. It's like Contra, you know? <laughs> now he's just got the regular gun. First he had the spread gun. Now yeah. he's just got like the regular pew pew. Um, so anyways, uh, uh, yeah. Just so everyone knows, we're not covering the episode of Preacher from uh, July 24th, Monday the 24th. Even though it's past Monday when we record this because um, well, I haven't watched it yet. Um, yeah. So Dark Matter. Just to get these two shows out of the way. Yes. It's, it's another show where I'm watching it because I like the first three seasons. But I mean, the first two seasons, but I'm really not enjoying this season very much. You Again, there was that, the uh, the, the um, time loop episode. Yep. Phenomenal. Yep. Loved it. But again, these last two episodes, I just, I, 
See, I kind of like the last two episodes. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like it's starting to redeem itself. It's starting to come back because we've actually got stuff going on that kind of makes sense. We're not just adding new crew members anymore. Um, this last one where, like, Ishida, like, hired a hacker to hack into the android and right. help him board the ship. Kind of some neat stuff. Yeah, I'm not saying it's perfect, but... I'm liking I say, it better than earlier in the I season. enjoyed episode eight, which is that episode, as yep. opposed to episode seven where six is being trying to be brainwashed and we have that whole business going on. It, which again was kind of like a time loop episode, but not really. Yeah, it was because that's when the, the writers try to be more clever than us. Right. Because they're like, oh, is this real? Is it fake? You know, it, yeah. it, basically he keeps waking up and he doesn't know if he's trapped inside of a memory or if this is really happening. And he just knows yeah. something's wrong. And not yeah. Right. But like they basically and they, but to do this story, what they did was they just, you know, killed everyone on that planet. Yeah. Wiped out an entire colony, an entire planet. So they can use the storyline with six. Well, we got to get the location of the summit meeting from him. So we're going to do this elaborate rusing plan <laughs> of. Making him think just so he can tell us. It's just... Uh, it, it was Inception, you know? It was like yeah, dream within a dream yeah, within a dream yeah. within a... Yeah, it didn't work. Although I will say, um, and this is, again, really too bad. I really feel bad about plugging this so hard, but I'm caught up on Killjoys, and man, this season just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. This show is great. It is so much fun. It, it The only other person that I know that watches it is my sister, yeah. and I talked to her about it, and she agrees that, like, Everything that Dark Matter isn't, this show is. It's just great. And I really, again, I'm not trying to be like a dick, but I hate plugging something that people can't go out and watch. Now, you told me that you found the first two seasons on Netflix or Hulu? No, no, no. On the Sci-Fi Network app. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But um, but to access it, I had to plug into my mom's Time Warner or Summit Spectrum cable account information. Yep. But it doesn't have every episode. It just, just has like some of them. Right, yeah. Like, it doesn't have every episode this season. Like, I think, I don't know where we're up to now. Five episodes this season. Yeah, okay. So far. Oh, it, I think it might have the last three or four. Okay. Was it Hulu? I'm, I'm checking out because now I feel like maybe I did see the first two seasons somewhere. Maybe it was on Hulu. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. I, oh, I, I think I'm, The Expanse was another one where I wanted to watch that. Mm. And they have, like, only a couple episodes on the sci-fi app. And it's just like, son of a... Yeah. Because I've heard a lot of good stuff about that. Well, if anybody out there is watching Killjoys and wants to back me up on this and say, you know, that this is great and let me know how you're watching it, you know, so that Mike or somebody else can be able to get into it, then I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to have you just, like, give me a thumbs up and be like, yes, it is a great show. Because it is. Solid. Uh, episode eight of Dark Matter, the one where Ryu takes over the yeah. the android or whatever. Um, so that was a unique episode in where they didn't kill his pod person body; they let him go back so he right. could retain his memories. Yeah, which is kind of the first like that that's happened. That is still to this day one of the coolest mechanics in a show that I've seen in a while. Is the cloning technology. And for those who don't watch the show, basically what happens is like, say I wanted to visit Australia right now in this universe, I could go into one of these businesses, lay down in what looks like a tanning bed. Yes. And a cl- perfect clone of me will wake up in an identical tanning bed down in Australia. Yep. I walk around, I do whatever I want, but it's a clone body. So if anything happens to it, like one of those giant fucking spiders that lives down in Australia bites me and kills me, then I wake up back here in my regular body, but with no memories. Right. 
you have to actually get the clone body back to the tanning bed and, to upload the memories. Yeah, and then the memories, and then you'll have the memories of that experience of being in. Right. Australia. So what Mike's referring to is that basically, you know, they let his body live. They could have killed him, and he wouldn't have remembered anything that happened on the ship. Yep. He would have just woken up in his tanning bed, and which like, they've ah, done in the past. Yep. I guess I failed. Yeah. And uh, that's my Hitler voice again. And uh, they didn't. They allowed him to plug back in so that he could keep all the memories, so that they could know that they kicked his butt. And good for him. Yeah. Um, blood drive. Blood drive. So two episodes. The yes. one's called. The first one's called the fucking dead. <laughs> Which um, great play on words. Oh yeah, excellent play on words. Essentially, here's the long and the short of it. Uh, there's these twins. It's a little ditty about Jack and Diane. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Uh, these twins named Jack and Diane. Uh, they're looking for Clink. Slink. Sorry, Slink. I don't know why I said Clink. They're looking for Slink. That was Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> uh, they're looking for Slink because he unleashed a virus on their town back whenever he did it. And essentially what it is... Their father helped create it. Oh, their father helped create it. Because he was infected it. by it. Well, he helped unleash this virus on this town to test it. And basically it makes you super horny. And then you basically have sex to death. And you ooze this blue glowing stuff the whole time. Yes. And that's why it's called the effing dead because people, well, they also, they eat each other apparently at the same yeah, time. It, yeah. It goes through like three phases with the yeah. first one. It's just like an orgy. The second yeah. one, you start really oozing this blue stuff everywhere, yeah. which looks like glow in the dark toothpaste. Right. And then in the third one, you just basically, your hunger is insatiable and you eat the other people. Right. While having sex the whole time. Yeah. And of course, like any good sexually based disease, it's passed on by kissing. Well, exactly. <laughs> well, it can be, yeah. So these twins are immune to it, and there's... But they're carriers. But they're carriers, and they have this tremendous sexual tension between the two, which we'll get to later. <laughs> and they are... what well, it is, they're looking for slinks, so they show up at the mayhem party, and uh, in the background, what they don't know is that Slink has been tied to a chair, and Arthur and Grace are... Torturing him, I guess. Interrogating, Interrogating him. <laughs> Basically, Grace wants to know where her sister is. Extraordinary measures. Yeah. Extraordinary rendition. There we go. Yeah. Grace wants to know where her sister is because she was transferred out of that psych hospital. And basically, he won't tell her. And in the interim, I don't know why he did this still. Arthur decides to put on his hat and coat and go out and greet the... Because everyone wants Slink and they're going to riot without him. Right. So he's so, like, well, I'll go stall for time. And it was so stupid. So it he really goes was. out and his introduction was pretty cool, but yeah. no one bought him. Yeah. And then eventually somehow he leads to, all right, I'll just fight everyone. Yeah. yeah. He's he, like, you want a show? I'll fight anyone here. Because yeah, he's he's never really fought anyone with much luck to date. No, he's gotten his butt kicked a lot. But in this episode, he beats the shit out of anyone that comes towards him. And, and it's like one punch and down, one yes. punch and down, one punch yeah. and down. And then all of a sudden Slink somehow hears the twins talking or realizes something's going on. So he alerts Grace. And in the meantime, he had actually dislocated his thumb and gotten the handcuffs off and was probably going to kill her. But then when he realizes the twins are there, she goes out and confirms they're there. And he's like, all right, this is what we need to do. They're going to kill us all. And basically, I guess her, their, their dad uh, or some other scientist had developed an antidote <laughs> but never finished it because – he didn't, but all his lab work was packed up there in that town. Just so happened to be right there. Exactly. So all they had to do was go read, you know, watch the movies or, you know, investigate his work so they could find the cure. 
Uh, Meanwhile, Arthur does get infected because they go right up and kiss him. And he's like, oh. So one of my favorite scenes of the whole show is when the twins are going to kill Arthur. And then Grace comes out and saves him. And basically she tells him this isn't him. Blah, 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 blah. He's back there. And the whole time he's like drumming on her butt and flicking it with his finger. (laughs) Just being highly inappropriate. And she's like just standing there taking it all. And then then eventually we determine that if she hits him in in the nuts really, really hard then he'll be able to pay attention long enough to try to figure out what's going on. Yeah, which the first time she did it was about 15 to 30 seconds. Yeah. And yeah. then the second time she really drove that knee almost up into his throat. Yeah, yeah. It seemed to jog his memory for a little while longer. So they go off to find the cure and Slink tries to uh, – I can't think of the word. Stall. Oh, yeah. I can't think of the word, but distract. Like, no, he wants the cure, too. Yeah, distract yeah. the twins. Well, he's immune. Remember, she kisses right. him, and he's like, I'm immune. Yeah. But distract the twins uh, by stalling them. And uh, essentially what we find out is that if the twins have sex with each other, they'll create an orange ooze <laughs> that then it can be used as an antidote. And so, of course, Grace then talks them into having sex with each other. Oh, yeah. And then they start they – start, Becoming uninhibited and going to town, and then Slink pushes him into basically a the death a death drive uh, an engine, but it's like a bigger version of it, mm-hmm. and they get all chopped up, and their their orange ooze gets into a container, and then everyone gets hosed down with it and cured, and Arthur and everyone's good, and yeah. <laughs> End of episode. What a what a it was fantastic. Crazy oh my god, it was fantastic. The, the, one of the things that I love about this show is that even though there is a story going on. Like, there is this whole story of the blood drive and of poor Slink. I mean, like, for the for the guy who is the MC of this thing, he's gotten an MC, like, one event. Exactly. And then he keeps getting dragged off to corporate meetings or conference calls or The conference call was hilarious. The conference call was freaking hilarious. But, so, we've got this story going on, but essentially each episode is the guy said, I watched this movie when I was a kid and now I want to make an exaggerated version of it. Yeah. You know, it, it's... They're all each episode basically is a different grindhouse movie, and that's what's fucking phenomenal about it. I love oh, no, this. Show. You know, I never thought about that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. Each episode is like its own little grind, grind grindhouse movie. Yeah, with these characters interjected into it because at the end of this episode, Sling basically says, "Your sister was transferred to this hospital here, and I will divert the entire race." So that you can go near there, but if you come over the finish line last, I'm going to blow your heads up. Right. So he he gives them a little bit. You know, yeah. he's like, "You're free to like take the detour and go check on her, but you're still racing." And in the interim, the big boss, I guess, hears this and calls Slink in for a for a meeting, <laughs> and he has to walk through a, a giant vagina that emerges from the wall. Yeah, yeah, that was not very subtle at all. Like it could have been a demon portal, but it's it was like a giant. It's, it's yeah, it's some sort of transportation portable where he can go portal. He goes from here to like the corporate office, but it's it's a vagina. Yeah, and that leads us into episode eight, which is called Booby Traps. Booby Traps. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we're adults, right? And they have to go through the Savage Lands, and this is kind of a cool part. They rig their car so if they touch their brakes at all, mm. the engine shuts down for ten minutes. Yeah. And so they, some, do, they do it to everybody. It's like a, yeah. an incentive kind of thing. Only drive fast. And the Savage Lands are basically ruled by a group of Amazonian women yep. who have no use for anyone in society besides women. And then men, so they can milk them 
for their for their for their seed. Yeah, what do they call them? Like the seed givers or the something. Seed givers. Yeah. Yeah. And that's literally what they do. They yeah. hook them up to essentially one milk slot milking yeah. machines. Yeah, that's what it is. And they drain them and then yeah. send them back to the cage, let them get their strength back up, and then milk them again. And of course, you know, Arthur and Grace end up stepping on the brake because Arthur makes Grace do it. <laughs> For a cardboard cutout. For a cardboard cutout. Wiley Coyote. We got Wiley Coyote. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> They get captured. Arthur gets thrown in with the men to be, become a seed giver. Uh, they take Grace off. And her only goal is, I have to find my sister. I have to find my sister. And it comes to find out, the women here that rule this savage land were at the hospital where her sister was transferred to. And they did an uprising. And this is what the end result was. And, and, and her sister was actually leading the uprising. Yes. And she is allegedly dead. Yes. They have a shrine to her, and they, they all take turns praying to her and yep. have little pictures of her. We also got to see more of uh, Domi and – what's her husband's name again? Cliff? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're having some marital troubles, and they – She steps on the brakes when he basically says, I don't want to be around you anymore. Yeah. I could do this without you. Yeah. She gets pissed off once an apology and steps on the brakes, and then, of course, they get taken. Yeah. But – when she's being pampered and she's loving the life of luxury she's she's being given by the Savage Land girls and everything. But their husband's going to be, you know, milked and murdered. Yep. So he somehow uses a Morse code. <laughs> he uses his wedding ring to tap yes. on a pipe, something that sounds like Morse code. But right. yeah, it's she's not like, really like it's full sentences. It's like yeah. tap, tap, tap is like, I'm in imminent danger. You're going to be killed. You need to get me out. Yeah, I'm going to be killed. And yeah. she's like, whatever, screw you. And then finally he says, well, if anyone's going to kill me, it should be you. And she's like, you're right. It should be me. But again, this is all with like three taps of his yeah. wedding ring on a pipe. And she then goes ballistic and yeah. starts murdering everyone in sight. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially how Grace and Arthur are able to escape because everyone <laughs> else was murdered. Tommy went after them. Yeah. Yep. Um, but here's the weird thing about this episode. It doesn't end with them crossing like the finish line of that, le- of that lake. Not only that, but did you notice that there were new racers in this episode? Yes. We never got like the little flashcard introduction. No. Nope. And two of them died yes. like, right off. The guy who was painted silver and the other guy who kind of looked like rib bone, but wasn't rib bone. Right. I think they were just, they were red shirts. It was like wacky races. So it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I noticed the first episode that ends without them having crossed mm. the finish line of some kind. They're yep. kind of, they're still in the savage lands, mm-hmm. and but they have their car and yep. it's like fueled up and ready to go. And it's like, they are going to, they are going to keep going where yep. they're going. Um, and then of course, you know, Slink was brought back to corporate and told that they start doing, giving him corporate jargon shit that's pissing him off. So he throws <laughs> a knife at one of them. Yep. Knocks him right down on the yeah. floor. He's, he's quote unquote dead. Yeah. And then the, the big boss finally turns around and basically he's like, you know what? We're going to, we're taking blood drive live. We're going to do everything that you wanted to do, Slink, but you're not going to be part of it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to kill you. And then the guy that's with Stad pops up and whispers something. And I can't remember what it was. No, it was something along the lines of, you know, what do you mean we can't kill him? Yeah. And yeah, what do you mean we can't kill him? What was the reasoning? I can't remember remember either, but it was like demographics or some sort of contract or something. Yeah, he had a contract. There was a loophole that why they couldn't. Yeah, he had a contract. He's not allowed to be killed. Yeah, but essentially they're removing him as the head of the blood drive. Yep. And that's going to push 
push them over the limit. Yeah, I don't think they haven't already. Take that. So I'm really curious to see where this actor still goes because we're not starting at the starting line. Right. You know. Well, here's the other thing that I think bears mentioning is this is we've talked about like 90% of the show. Yeah. And I love 90% of the show. Yeah. The other 10%. That's why I haven't talked about it. I don't hate, but I'm not liking. And that's the whole black cop with the weird android, the android girl. girl who was I mean she's kind of hot kind of but really bizarre but like the way that she yeah. walks and sways her hips like mechanically yeah. And, yeah. And, and the whole story is really weird the only thing that I liked about their story was when he went into the secret vault and like they kept doing the they basically took the camera and turned it on yes. its side yes. so that it looked like the walls had shifted and everything like that and it looked really cheap and chintzy until Slink came in yes. out of nowhere and he was like hey by the way, he shouldn't be in here. And then he like walked up the wall. wall. Yeah. (laughs) That was the only part that I really like. Otherwise I'm getting kind of annoyed with those sections. Like I almost want to fast forward through them. Well, like they do this. I mean, yeah. Cause 'cause she milked him. We had that whole episode where she like did all that stuff to him just to get the one tear. Yeah. And now they're supposed to be like a couple. Like she's like, he's got this, this $20 million eye, which apparently allows him to watch any video camera anywhere. Yeah. Including and, the ones in the racers' cars. Yeah, and now she wants to be all domesticated with him. Yeah, because she says that he's now working as a security guard and he's working to pay off his eye. Yeah. And so she made him the grossest looking lunch I've ever seen. Yeah, that was She was bad. just like throwing him bread and sauces. Raw eggs. And, and, yeah. And, yeah, raw eggs. Just like tossing them in Tupperware. And, and then she's like, come home soon. And then she's watching him through her own eyes. Right. And like every time – she sees him like trying to get into a restricted area. She like has four options to choose from. And they're like kill, instant death, maim, yeah. and then counteract him, you know, yeah. or, or something like that, you know, like gently remind. And she like always picks that one so that it like at one point she makes him vomit uncontrollably, some pink yes, fluid, some weird fluid. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's it there, takes away from my enjoyment. Of the I hope yes, because I hope there's a payoff for this. Because yeah. if there isn't, I'm going to be annoyed. Yeah. Because you're right, it does. I, I'm enjoying the race. I'm enjoying yeah. race and Arthur's interaction together. I'm enjoying Hell's Slink. Yeah. I'm enjoying... Yep. You really can't help but enjoy Slink. <laughs> but I'm enjoying awesome. some of the other characters they've introduced us to. And I just... I don't know. I like the show a lot. If anybody here watched Falling Skies, I'm sorry. Uh, but also, <laughs> the character on there, the rebellious, long-haired guy who played by Nobody's Rules, Pope, that actor is the guy who plays Slink in this. And you wouldn't know it unless you looked him up because now his hair's all slicked back, his teeth are blackened, like it doesn't look like him, but it's it's him. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um. Uh, we watched a new show. Okay. Uh, it's called Hootin' and the Lady. Which, first off, terrible title. Oh, it's it's a bad title. It's terrible. Um. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm okay with it. I guess. It's on the CW. Yeah, but even the the theme song. I don't know. See, okay, so here's the deal. I've I've watched the first two episodes. As have I. And uh, like I said, it's on the CW, but it's definitely not a CW show. No. Like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, first, I really enjoyed it. It reminds me a lot of some syndicated shows from the 90s, but definitely not a CW show. I mean, the interactions, how it's filmed. I mean, CW has a distinct look to it. Even the superhero shows... Or they're or supernatural or other dramas or whatever it is. It has that distinctive 
kind of look to it. Yeah. Um, and this is definitely not it. And it's because it's not a CW show. Right. It's a Sky One show. Oh. Uh. And it aired from September to November of 2016. Initially, oh. yes. It's, is that in Canada or something? Uh, UK. Oh, okay. And it's eight episodes. It's well, it's a well, it's part of the the kingdom, so it's aired in Canada and the UK and everything. But um, yeah, it's eight episodes. It, um, it uh, that's why like when there's cursing, it's bleeped out, not just like muted out. It, I have bleeps. <laughs> do you have Do you have that as well? Because I'm watching it on the CW app. No, I'm watching it on the TV and I don't hear anything. Oh no, no, there there's bleep like loud bleep mm. noises, and then like in the first episode, you see Hooten's butt and it's fuzzied out like mm, digitally yep. grayed out or whatever. Um, so I noticed things like that. But essentially, this is what it is. You have Hooten. He is a all-American, American foster kid who is an adventurer a la Indiana Jones. Yep, basically a, a yeah. middle-aged Indiana Jones. Not even middle-aged. No, he's a 40-year-old. Like, yeah, he's a, 40, he's a 40-year-old Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, but he has a heart of gold, and he does everything he can to help the nuns that Raised him mm-hmm. by giving them money or whatever he's doing. But at his heart, he's a rogue. Yes, he's an adventurizing, adventurous, womanizing, uh, you know, uh, he loves the Indiana Jones type. And yep. then you have the lady who is legit a lady. Her title is a lady, like Lady Alex, whatever her last name is. Right. And she is a, she works at a university and like the archaeology department. And so she's like the prim and proper version of Indiana Jones where she's going out. Yeah, he broke them. Where she's going out to find these relics and these artifacts for the history of them. And Hooten's more about the money of it all. Yep. Their interaction between the two really reminds me of Jack and Amelia from Jack of All Trades. Yep. I can see that. Yeah. Jack of All Trades was a syndicated show back in the late 90s, maybe even early 2000s. I'm pretty sure late 90s with uh, uh, Bruce Campbell. Um. It was uh, partnered up with Cleopatra 2525. I enjoyed both of those shows. Yes, you did. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I like it. I mean, what did you think? I thought that <coughs> for a network show, yep. it was good. Yep. You know, if this had been on another network, like say an HBO or a Netflix yep. or an Amazon Prime, they probably could have stretched it a little bit more and gotten away with it. Uh, the only thing that I have a hard time with is like in the first episode, just the first episode, we yeah. managed to meet the characters, yes. see them interact for the first yes. time, see them escape for the first time, watch them find the lost city of gold, watch them lose the lost city of gold, and watch them move on with their lives and then kind of decide, well, maybe we should do this together. I mean, that's, oh, no, they didn't decide the last thing. No, that's right. They, but they moved on with their lives. Yes. So this is just the first episode. Like they it's, only, found, it's only like 45 minutes. Exactly. Yeah, they minutes. found El Dorado yeah. and then lost it. By accident, they found it. Yeah. Yeah. They paddled down a river and they found it. Yeah. But then the little paper map that they had in their pocket got waterlogged and so they couldn't find it anymore. That city was pretty damn big. Well, they, they were walking through the wood. They paddled down a river, camped out, walked through the woods, down and fell down a cliff, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. However, they were easily tracked by that bad guy. Yep. Yeah. Who had a helicopter. Yes. So there was a landing zone for a helicopter. I'd start looking there. Yeah. Oh, no, no, because the helicopter crashed in the woods. Remember? Well, it did eventually. Right. I think it landed on the water, mm. on the river. Helicopter landed on the water? Yeah, why not? They make them. All right. Anyway, regardless, yeah, a lot happened. Yes, you're yeah. absolutely right. Even in the second episode, a lot happened. Yes, yeah. Um, but I'm 100 percent okay with it for a summer show. Oh, 
Hell I'm yeah. hundred percent okay with it. Yeah. Absolutely. It's eight episodes. It's 40 minutes of fun. Yeah. Fun, um, cheesy. Great interaction. Yeah, exactly. Like in the second episode, you know, they, 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 ha- they happen to chance to meet up, meet up, meet up, I can't even talk, meet up with each other again. Yep. Uh, Hooten, for instance, uh, he goes to Rome to uncover a book that one of the nuns asked him to because they were under duress. They asked him to do this, but of course they didn't let him know that they were under duress. Right. So he heads off to, to find this book. In the interim, Lady Alex and her mom are in Rome because she's getting married. And who's her mom? Um, Jane Seymour. Yes. And they're looking for a wedding dress. So when Hooten sees her, she's like, oh, you got to help me find this book. And he's like, why? Oh, for my nun friend. And she doesn't believe him, of course, because it's, you know, he's <laughs> She's having none money. of that. Yeah, she is having none of that. So they go on this big adventure where they find the book and they have to, like, climb and they have to break into the Vatican and, you know, destroy an ancient painting on the wall. I mean, of course, again, it's a fully loaded episode of things they have to do. But they find the book and then they find out that the mom's behind it. And then... Lady Alex's mom gets kidnapped and then she, you know, sabotages Hooten. So she's going to go on her own. And then he breaks free and goes and saves him anyways. And takes his death. And then <laughs> sitting at the bar and they locate him and she's with the nun. Again, this is just one episode. But I love it. It's great. It works. Yeah. It works. Yeah. It 100% works. Literally, they could take each one of these episodes and probably make an hour and a half movie and mm-hmm. do like a movie series with it. Yep. But, um, nah, it literally works. I'm 100% okay with it. I think it's great. Uh, download the CW app. You don't need to have any affiliation with any cable company to watch it on there. You just have to deal with their few commercials they have and watch the show. It, it is a lot of fun. I also have to admit part of my enjoyment of this is that I have quite the crush on the lady. Oh, the, um, you like the lady? Yep. I, I thought she was really cool when she played uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. She was the little purple girl that worked for the collector who grabbed the stone and disintegrated herself and blew up the whole collector's lab. Oh, nice. Uh, she was also in Elementary as Kitty. Yes. That I did know. Not this past season. but the, Well, yeah. Part of this past season and the season yeah, before. That I yep. did know. And uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of hers myself. But I just, I don't know. I just like it. Yeah. It's a great show. It's a fun show. It's a it's a fun show. Now, on the opposite end of things, I watched another new show that I told you about, and I'm here to tell you, don't bother watching it. It's called Salvation. Ah, It's yes. on CBS, which means already you've got to get the CBS app and pay money for them. Right. And here's the thing, okay? First off, everybody in Salvation is impossibly attractive. Like, it's ridiculous. The government worker... The other government worker, the college kid, the Elon Musk kind of guy, who I just call the Elon Musk kind of guy because he's one of those guys who, like, builds rocket engines and wants to go to Mars and has lots of money, but he's, like, super charming. They're all impossibly good-looking. It's ridiculous. It's, like, utterly ridiculous, okay? So... What's the Salvation title in reference? Okay, here's what it is. In the first two episodes, this is what I've discovered. So, this college kid... Amongst all the people in the world, this college kid is the only one who seems to have figured out that there's an asteroid coming towards Earth, and it's going to impact, and it's going to kill everyone. Sound like Armageddon yet? Well, wait. It gets better. So he he's discovered this, and he goes and tells the Elon Musk guy, you know, hey, there's an asteroid coming. It's going to blow up the world. And then the Elon Musk guy takes him to the government people and says, hey, this kid found an asteroid and it's going to blow up the world. And they come up with a plan that they're going to use this satellite that can do a gravity well to like 
kind of draw in the asteroid just enough so that it'll go past Earth instead of hitting it. And the the government guy like has stolen a rocket engine from Elon Musk and they go to test it out because they're going to launch their satellite with it and it blows up. And so now their plan isn't going to work, but he won't tell anybody that because, you know, it's the government guy and they don't want to panic people. So, so they're all keeping secrets from each other and there's drama and there's tension because this woman is in love with the government guy and she's been sleeping with him. But they can't tell people that they're sleeping together because, you know, it's it's against protocol because they both work for the government. But then the Elon Musk guy is like hitting on her and she's like having some of that. She's like, oh, I'm kind of liking this. So Elon Musk decides, hey, what we really need to do is build a shuttle that will hold 168 humans and get them off the planet. Because that's how many humans we would need to properly revive the human race so on gonna, a different planet. who's going to whittle the 7 billion down to 168? Oh, they don't have to because the, the government lady said, no, we're going to take all the people instead of just 168. They're going to take all 7 billion people on the planet? Yeah, yeah that's her plan. That- I hate this show. You, I, I really do hate this are you show. Gonna keep watching. That? No, I'm not. Oh, because I watched the first episode. Now, wow, this is a stupid concept, and I can't believe that they're putting this much drama and shit on a summer show. I mean, this is ridiculous. I'll watch the second episode, see if it gets any better. I watch the second episode; it does not get any better. It gets worse. I hate this show. I will not watch this show. Do not watch this show. If you like this show, I feel badly for you because it is terrible. This is schlock. This is the worst kind of drama where they're literally like throwing every drama trope they can in there. You know, we're not going to have secrets anymore. And then five minutes later, she sneaks in and looks on his laptop and sees that he's been hiding something from her. And now she's like, you can almost hear the soap opera, you know, the dun, 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 dun. It's ridiculous. Don't watch this show. Salvation sucks. You know who probably likes this show? Who? Jeremy probably likes this show. Ooh, I'll bet you he does. And and that is... Uh, that is not uh, you, Mr. Meringue. That's right. That is uh, the person that we work with. You're cool. Yes. Yes, you are. You like cool there, things. There's a shout out to you right there. Hope that made your day a little brighter, sunshine. Well, I watched... Well, my wife and I actually... We watched all eight episodes from the Netflix original series, Friends from College. <laughs> I got three and a half in and gave up. Um. So... Tell me it gets better. No. There were parts that were really good. I'm going to completely spoil this right now. So if you don't want to hear it, turn it down a little bit. Yeah. Skip ahead or whatever you want to do. Please spoil it. I don't want to go back to it. There are aspects of this show that are quite funny. Like the music? No, no. no? There there are parts of this show that's quite funny. I mean, look at the cast, all right? it's That's um, what bothered me about it is I looked at the cast. I'm like, Nat Faxon, Keegan-Michael Key. Uh, I can't even think of the name of the guy that plays the doctor. He's hilarious. Yeah, Fred Savage, Kobe Smulders. There's a lot of great names in this. Um, so you would expect it to be really good. And again, there are some funny parts of the show. Like, oh, there's a part where she's going to do some – okay, so Keegan-Michael Keel and Kobe Smulders are a couple. And essentially what it is, they're moving from Chicago back to New York or Milwaukee back to New York, whatever it is. They're moving back to New York. And – Kiko Mike Keel and uh, his friend from college, Sam, they've been having an affair for 20 years. Whenever they get a chance to meet up, they, they meet up. Well, her moving back to Chicago from Chicago, wow, then moving back to New York, she's like, oh, we got to end this. All their other friends live in New York together. So now they're all in New York together. And of course, when they get together, they go right back to like being college douchebags together. Mm. 
So as long as short of it is this, there's some, there, there's some funny parts where Colby Smolders is trying to get do in vitro fertilization. And so she has to have this certain shot or else it doesn't work with the treatment she had that day. Like there's a timeline and they accidentally break the vial. So then they go to find a new vial. And of course their friend from college, Fred Savage, his gay husband or gay boyfriend is like the doctor doing it. So they have to go interrupt this fancy birthday party to get him to get, get more of this medicine and on and on and on and on and on. So there's a scene where they break into the secure lab uh, pharmacy to get the shot, which is quite hilarious actually. Hmm. Um, that is the funniest part of the entire series for me. Um, I was expecting a lot of laughs. The long and the short of it is this, uh, the long-term affair, the big secret behind the whole episode, behind the whole series of the two characters who have been having a 20 year affair never gets unveiled by the end of the series. <sighs> every other secret, every other thing that happens on the show gets unveiled by the end of the uh, last episode, but not that long-term secret. And it, it's also the lamest affair I've ever seen. It really is bad. Because it's almost a marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like the way that they interact with each other, the way that they fight with each other, the way that they pick at each other and yeah. me, me, me. And I don't want to. No, I don't want to. And even when they get together and have the sex, yeah, it's like a married couple. Yeah. Like the big sex scene at the beginning, you think you're watching this old married couple having sex and trying, they're Literally. at a hotel, so they're trying to spice it up. Yeah. So that is kind of funny. And then you find out, oh no, they were boyfriend and girlfriend in college and they've just been having an affair for 20 years whenever they're around each other, but they weren't living near each other. And then now and they are. And who has an affair with their ex? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Maybe you throw them one once in a while. No, nope, not at all. Just, well, no, I'm saying you know some people might just because like, oh, hey, uh, I saw you in the neighborhood type of thing or something. But uh, to carry on a multiple year affair, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, I got three and a half episodes in. I did not like it. I wouldn't bother watching the rest. It's pretty much, yeah. It's just, I'm just going to say it's pretty much garbage. Good. But they definitely finished it with going, hey, we're going to have more episodes. Yeah, yeah. And it's depressing because, again, the cast is a great cast. Yeah. And I was excited to see Fred Savage on a TV show again. Absolutely. Oh, well. Um, I watched all four episodes of Castlevania. Yeah. All four episodes of the first season of Castlevania. Like, they've already announced season two. I wonder if they're going to, like, go with five episodes. Did you enjoy it? Here's the thing. Yes. If you just want a simple yes or no, yes, I enjoyed it. Um, But if you want to really get into it, it's like a yes with three giant asterisks afterwards. Because, A, it's anime. And it's very anime. Like, it's it's the art style. It's the blood. It's, the, you know, everything is very anime. Um, for me, a lot of it was the inner geek in me. You know, this is Trevor Belmont's story, which was Castlevania 3, which was one of the better ones, I thought. Um, you, you've actually been introduced to some of the little characters that he teamed with. Because in Castlevania 3, you always had a partner and you had to pick. And if you picked one, then the other one stayed behind. So you had Grant Dynasty, which was the thief. Yep. You had Sypha Belnades, which we see in this one, and she's a mage. Really cool looking mage, too. And then you've got Alucard, the son of Dracula. And 
he's shirtless when we first meet him so that they can have a really sexy sword fight, whip fight type of thing. Um, each episode's about 25 minutes long. There's four of them. Four. Still don't know how they got away with that, but whatever. Um, it's it's fun. It's geeky. Um, if you weren't a fan of Castlevania, if you weren't a fan of, if you didn't play the video games, if you didn't know about the video games, if you knew nothing about it, if you sat down to watch the show, would you make sense and could you enjoy it? Um, as much as any anime makes sense. The one thing that I always stress to people about anime is that an anime show can take a five second fight and stretch it out over a half an hour episode. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, whether it's a fist fight or a Yu-Gi-Oh card battle or a screaming fight or demons leaping out of your head, they can take five seconds and stretch it into a whole half hour episode. Yeah. So Castlevania has always been the story of the Belmont struggle against Dracula or in symphony of the night, which I still maintain is the best one out of the entire series. It was Alucard versus Dracula. Um, but it's always against Dracula and you get to see Dracula in the very first episode. And then it's all about Trevor Belmont and he's a drunk in the beginning and everyone hates him because they hate the Belmonts. And I don't know. No, if you were not a Castlevania fan, if you didn't follow the games or the lore or anything like that. Like if you were just randomly scrolling through Netflix, Oh, Castlevania, what's this about? I think you would be wholly disappointed because it's very anime. There's only four episodes. You'd be like, why are there only four episodes? You know, and there it's not like it finishes up a storyline. I feel like John. I feel like No, that, you feel like Mike. No, no, no. I feel like, comma, John, that <laughs> you have an issue with the fact that it's only four episodes. Yes. <laughs> and, and I know that I'm not alone in that. I, I'm not just echoing what I've seen in the internet. When I first saw that Castlevania was coming out, I was excited. Okay. And then I saw that they did four episodes, and I went, are they releasing the other four of this season later on? Because... You know, typically for an original series, you're looking yeah. at like eight to twelve episodes. Yeah, safe bet. Yeah, yeah. For, but four just felt like wrong. Like they forgot what they were doing, or like half the team died off. Yep. And they were like, "Well, we can only put out four episodes." But then to have the audacity to be like, "And oh, we've got a second season coming." Granted, I'm not paying for it. It's Netflix, so you know I'd be having it anyway. Right. Just seems a bit of a cop out. Anyway, Fair um, if you're a fan of Castlevania, check it out. Um, Otherwise, I know. I think I've been catching some of the chat. Like Aaron Martin, both watched. It. I think they enjoyed it or they <laughs> liked it or whatever. So. It's not a bad show. It's just it's not for everybody. And if you're not a fan of anime, you're not going to like it because it's very anime. There you go. Yeah. Did you uh, did you watch any other TV shows? Um. Yes, just one. What? Wait, let me check my notes. Let me make sure. Da, 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 da. Yeah, the only other show that I watched was the first two episodes of the second season of Adam Ruins Everything. Oh, did you enjoy them? I did. Uh, the first one was Adam Ruins Having a Baby. and <laughs> I don't think you needed a TV show to, for that one, nope. John. <laughs> but it was very nice because at the end he had like this whole thing where he talked to them and he was like, not everybody needs to have a baby to be happy. He's like, you know, you can lead a very productive life. And they were like, what about the old thing? You know, who's going to take care of you when you're dead or when you're old? Yeah. And he's like... Are you taking care of your parents right now? No. 
it, it's not going to happen. You know, not everybody has kids just to be taken care of, and right. not all kids are going to be taking care of their parents. Incidentally, if someone actually is out there having a child, so they have someone to take care of them when they're old, don't have a child. Yeah, that's 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 yeah. one of the that's, many reasons to not have a child. Yeah, yeah, um, don't, that's that's not what you're doing. You're not going to spend your life raising someone <laughs> so that when you get old. It's time for you to raise me now. No, the, no. A lot of what he was talking about with the baby was um, the arguments against formula. You know, people saying that formula is poison. The, he actually had a really good thing. Um, hold on. Back in the 1970s, Nestle was marketing formula in poor countries where women had bad water, for yeah. starters, and they diluted the formula because they were poor. So they wanted to make it stretch. So they diluted it so their babies weren't getting nourished enough. So their baby's mortality rate spiked in those countries. Right. So everybody went, <gasps> formula. Is killing babies. It's poison. Yeah, I heard that one myself. It, yeah. It's not true. Um, and also the biological clock thing about you know after you hit thirty five, you you are going to have trouble having a baby. It's not true at all. All the information on that is based on French census data from the sixteen hundreds. They've never updated their data. Um, nice. They say that you can have uh, the the whole birth defects double at the age of forty. Absolutely true. They go from 0.5% chance of having a birth defect to 1% chance of having a birth defect. So you can have babies after 40. You can have babies after 35. But it's doubled, John. Yeah, doubled. Whoa. Yeah, the fine print is that it's doubled a half a percent. Yeah. Uh, He also talked about how there is literally, they've done multiple studies, there's no biological, uh, what is it? Clock? No, 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 no. Uh, that that too. Uh, there's no biological basis for instant maternal joy. There is nothing that says, oh, I had a baby. I instantly must love it. Most people don't. Most right. people have that baby. Uh, postpartum depression is literally depression. It's the same thing as anybody else getting depression. It's just triggered by having a baby. Yeah. So um, treat it the same way. Talk about it. Therapy. You know, that kind of stuff. And if you refuse to talk about it and get help. Uh, and pretend that everything's okay, that goes well too. Yeah, uh, he actually said that. He was like... It doesn't go well. <laughs> he said that uh, about 50% of people get it, and only about 15% ever seek help or talk about it. Yeah. And that does not go well. But studies have found that just talking about it, just literally talking to a therapist or talking to your partner about it, eases the, the depression like that. So it can be cured. Uh, the other one was Adam Rune's weight loss. It was pretty good. Um, talked a lot about low-fat foods and yeah. how they do not help you lose weight. And the idea of low-fat foods came because in the 1950s, heart disease was not a thing. Like it yeah. was kind of like polio. They thought that it was all wiped out. Nobody thought anything of it. And then yeah. suddenly it started spiking. Yeah. And then Eisenhower had a heart attack and everyone went, whoa, something's wrong with our ourselves. So the sugar industry blamed it on fats. And they said it's fats. It's it's fatty food. You got to get them. Get them. It's actually sugar that causes all the problems. Um, so yeah, the sugar industry came to the rescue with Ansel Keys. Basically, they hired a scientist to say it's all fat's fault. Yeah. And this other scientist came forward and said, "No, I have actual data here that says it's sugar." And not only did they like say, "No, he's wrong." The, the Ansel Keys was very popular. And so everyone was like, ooh, he was like a rock star scientist. He, he, he was like, um, oh, the guy now. Not Elon Musk. I can't think of his name. Great. Way to, way to be a loser, Mike. 
You're not a loser. Neil deGrasse Tyson. There you go. Yeah, he was like the Neil yeah. deGrasse Tyson. Because if he said, like, there's a lot of people, if he, if he says it, it's Absolutely. true. So Ansel Keys was the Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yep. He was like, it's all fats. And everyone was like, oh, fats, we've got an enemy now. And this other scientist was like, no, I can tell you it's sugars. They publicly ridiculed him. Like, they'd make fun of him in public. They'd make yeah. fun of him on you know, in the media, I don't really want to say television because that was big back then. Yeah. But they basically ran him into the ground to the point where he died penniless and in obscurity. And the, then they just kept going with it. And so in the 80s, they really went nuts with, you know, fat-free foods. Yeah. It's all going to be fat-free. It's all going to be fat-free. Well, oh. fat-free foods taste like crap. So what do they put more of? Sugar. Sugar. Yeah, sweet and then the, if just look at thing about this. I don't mean to cut you off, but no, I, obviously right I did. If you go to get like say ranch dressing, and then fat-free ranch dressing, mm-hmm. if you notice like oh the left half of the label is lower, but the right half of the label is higher. Yep. So you're trading one for the other. Yep. Um, it's and and then because then you have like that intermediate the light. Did he say anything about like light stuff? No. Because you know what I mean? Like, you, you can look at, like, say, light dressing. Like, you look at fat, full, mm-hmm. full flavor dressing, light dressing, fat free dressing. Yep. The light dressing, the left column is lower, mm-hmm. but the right column is about the same uh-huh. as the other. Um, so, I don't know which one's better for you than the other, but I, I'm not an organic person. Like, oh, all organic food. I'm not a hippie. I'm not this, I'm not that. Organic is just a way to add more money onto the That's cost how I look at it. Oh, this organic tomato costs $3 more a pound than this non-organic tomato. Yeah. And they were grown in the same building. And they're both tomatoes. Right. So, to me, I am starting to get to the point now where I, I don't look at ingredients labels to see what's in it. I look to see what – why does this have a paragraph and why does this have three words? Yeah. Exactly. You know, I'm mean? like butter. Yeah. Butter or margarine. Like, I, why is this? I want to see not, cream and salt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And butter, there should be cream, salt, and margarine. I mean, margarine is literally one step away from plastic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember. I just I just was heard that lately on a podcast, and I looked it up, and essentially the chemical makeup of what is margarine is literally like one step away from being plastic. That's why if you set a tub of margarine outside, it doesn't melt. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't do anything. It just it stays as it is. I mean, it's yeah. Um he said when the USDA came out against fats in the 80s, you know, the USDA said fats are bad for you, you know, mm-hmm. they were backing up keys. Uh obesity rates skyrocketed in the country. Shot through the roof. Yep. Um because again, when they take out fat, they add in sugar. Right. Uh if your body takes in more sugar than your liver can process, it just takes the sugar and stores it as fat. Yeah. It's it's basic math. It's simple. Which also leads to diabetes because it prevents your body from producing proper insulin because of you the got it. sugar. And- uh, then he went on to talk about calorie counts are so difficult to measure it's useless. The 2,000 calorie per day count is bogus. It was just rounded down from an average of 2,350. Basically, they averaged a bunch of people saying what they needed to take in per day. And yeah. the average of that whole group was 2,350. And the government was like, let's round that down to an even 2,000. The truth of the matter is, if you're tall, if you're short, if you're old, if you're active, if you're not active, et cetera, the daily caloric intake for everyone is different. And it is a moving number. It's like that body mass index chart. Such a bunch of bullshit. Yes. Such a bullshit. I, yeah. I haven't looked this up for myself, but I was reading this that someone said if you looked up like Tom Brady on it, he's technically obese or something. Yeah. Because for his height and his weight, it doesn't match up. Yep. 
any muscular person because, you know, muscle weighs more than fat. Absolutely. You know what I mean? If For my height and body type, I'm supposed to be 180 pounds. No. Yeah. Well, I believe you, but no. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's ridiculous. Um, and But doctor's offices still go by that. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. Like, that's still the standard. My wee fit still went by that. Oh, yeah. you're obese. You're an asshole. Yeah. Um, the calorie counts that you see on labels, we were just talking about this. Yes. They're guesses. Yeah. They're based on centuries old data. Yeah. They haven't updated that data either. And the USDA allows them to be off by 20% in either direction. They also so allow if, you to have a certain amount of bugs in your food yeah. legally. So. so if it says 100 calories on there, it could be 80. It could be 120. Yeah. Anywhere in between. Um, to, 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 menu listings are often off by hundreds of calories because yeah. there is no regulation on a restaurant putting, oh, this Big Mac has 570 calories in it. Okay, great. But that's... But what if the guy put too much mayonnaise on it right. or sauce or put extra cheese on it? Exactly. You know, or whatever it is. Yep. And uh, then he went on talking about uh, fitness trackers. They overestimate the number of calories burned in exercise by up to 40%. Way to go. Uh, da, 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 da. Contestants on weight loss shows like The Biggest Loser are reportedly told to gain more weight before going on the show to make their losses more dramatic. How's that for fun? <laughs> I hope that one's not true. No, this is this is. I really, I really would hope that one's not true. Yeah, because they want a good before and after picture, so they're like bulk up, you know, get yeah. get bigger, and uh, yeah, some uh, some other note. Yeah, they've been told to dehydrate themselves, yep. so that they can actually Looks weigh less. Yep, yep, and uh, a six-year study of the Biggest Loser, they found eighty percent of the contestants gained back the weight that they lost. Uh, this is because when you go on an extreme diet or exercise program, your body eventually lowers its own metabolism to offset the massive weight loss. Then you have to stay on this diet forever to maintain the weight. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy that they were talking to, because he now does this thing where uh, in the commercial breaks, he says, tell me more. And the people who like popped in to say, hey, I'm an expert in this field. He actually said, so instead of extra commercials, you're getting more with these people, more information. Yeah. And uh the guy was like, yeah, we did like a couple different tests on The Biggest Loser over a six-year period. The first one, they were very eager to let us test their people and, and talk to us and share data. After that, not so much. They, <laughs> they didn't help us anymore because they didn't want us to be looking into it. And uh, yeah. And overall, not just on weight loss shows, etc., only 1% of people who do diets – exercise, et cetera, and lose weight are able to keep it off successfully. 1% of people in the world are able to keep it off successfully over an extended period of time. It's just metabolism and diet. Look at um, a guy that lives in our neighborhood and he works at a local store mm -hmm. and he was a very large man and he had either the gastric bypass or the lab band. He did something where he lost a dramatic amount of weight all at once. Mm -hmm. And then you have all that loose flesh. Well, and, and he's not the only person I've seen this with starting to put weight back on. Because yeah. when you go back to eating normal, yeah. even if you have the gastric bypass, you can stretch the stomach back out again. Yeah. I mean, and people have done it before. Yeah. They'll do it again. Yeah. And, I mean, and I've, like, I've struggled forever with trying to lose weight or watch my weight or you know, lower weight or whatever like that. Yeah. And it's just, it's very frustrating. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Absolutely. But the fact of the matter is, if you just do it right, which is eat better yeah. where you can, not like 
crash diet tomorrow or the paleo diet or South Beach diet. Any of those will work in the short term. But as but soon as you have a piece of bread, yeah, they, they go don't off work them. in the yeah. long term because your body adjusts to it. It says, okay, so this is what my new normal is. I'm going to lower the metabolic rate so that I'm not burning up all the calories that I take in. Well, my wife and I lately, like she makes – she's an amazing cook. And so she grills asperger's on the grill and I, I could just sit and eat a ton of those because they're <laughs> so good. Yeah. So it's always – I'd always make myself two straight away and then I'd eat and whatever. But now like most recently like we're having the burgers but we're also doing maybe some potatoes on the grill or zucchini and summer squash and we're making a salad with it. So I make myself one burger and then I try and eat slower. Mm-hmm. And then I go, okay, I'm good. Yep. You know, like I would order a large pizza and I could eat five, six slices on my own. So now I'm trying to eat two and then wait. Yeah. See how I feel. Yeah. Wait a little. Maybe, That's the hard part. Even if I go back an hour, half hour later and eat one more. Yep. You know, it's better than sitting there and eating all those at once. Because, I mean, I've read this or heard about this a long time ago. When you're eating high fatty foods or whatever, it coats your mouth. Mm-hmm. So it goes down faster mm-hmm. and it just tastes so good that you're just, you're mindlessly eating for the flavor. Yep. And if you eat too fast, then your stomach, which has been said for years, doesn't have a chance to tell your brain, hey, you're full. And by then you've already overeaten. Yep. They suggest so. that you close your eyes when you eat yeah. because it you take longer to eat yeah. and you're more likely to register the full feeling. I've done it before. It does work. It's annoying, especially when you've got like peas and you're trying, <laughs> trying to scoop them up with a fork. Um, but yeah, it, it's simple stuff like that. I'm really excited for ne- this week's episode because it's Adam Ruins Hospitals and given my – Hatred of hospitals you recently. Do, you do not like them, yeah. No, nope. uh, I'm very much looking forward to this and him talking about like all the multitude of different companies that can bill you for things that you might not have even seen them. I remember when my two youngest kids, my two oldest kids are born, I mean, like they were in the hospital, like their insurance is, it's all on you until you are ex- until you're ex- executed. <laughs> <laughs> might as well be sometimes. Until you're discharged from the hospital. Yep. But with my youngest... The way insurances work now, the second he's born, he's his own person for his own insurance. So, like, he's billed and my wife is billed separately. That's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, we got them to compile it all in one bill, but, like, they're both billed for, like, he, you know, like, well, and I have my... He's a day old and he's already racking up his own debt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, so his insurance is under my name. Yeah. Through my work. My wife's insurance is under her name through her work. It's actually cheaper that way because for the state of Maine... For me and 10 kids, it's $140 a pay period. But for me and 10 kids and my wife, it's $300 a pay period. (laughs) But if it's just me and my 10 kids, and I say 10 is a round number, it's me, (laughs) literally me, unlimited number of children. It's the same price as opposed to... Please don't have an unlimited number of children. Well, no, but like, okay, me and one kid, $140. Me and two, $140. Me and three, $140. Me and three kids and my wife, $312. (laughs) So it's cheaper for her to have her own insurance. So because right. so we experienced this with Wesley when he was born where like I had to give them his insurance information. So I had to like call work. I'm like, Adam on. <laughs> you know, he's officially been born. So I could. Yeah, it's just crazy. Nice. Yeah. Any other shows? Nope. I watched a couple movies. As did I. We watched a movie together. We did. We did. But I watched a couple movies on my own. Okay. I watched them on Netflix. Okay. I'd heard about this one a while ago. It's called Man Verse. 
uh, man versus, I guess. Okay. Okay. So man versus. say man versus that, like I, I universe? I heard that. Now, no, not like universe, but man, space, verse, period. And essentially, this is what it is. Uh, this guy, his name is Doug Woods. He's the host of mm-hmm. a reality TV show. I know, right? <laughs> and what he does is he goes off into the woods for five days and he films himself, you know, being a survivalist. He has a backpack and his crew packed the pack, so he doesn't know what he has. And it's basically... So he could be real dicks and just, like, give him saltines. Well, yeah. But it's basically, he's he's simulating, oh, I went on a day hike through this wilderness and I got lost. And so I only have a few things in my backpack, like an energy drink or granola bar. Or, you know, I have my pocket knife, maybe, you know, my phone, but the battery's dead. Or I have a camera because I was taking pictures or whatever it is. And he yeah, shows... people call us. True, they do. <laughs> But anyway, so he basically shows us how to survive in the woods. And um, so he's in this remote location, no crew, no food, no water, whatever. He has only. Then who's the, filming it? He's filming himself. He has two okay. cameras, so he sets a couple up, but he's filming this himself, so he has to do his own setups, talk about what he's doing. So they kind of listed this as a found footage film, but it's not. Yes, a lot of the camera views are like of him filming himself, but then when they need it, it's. There's, you know, the normal camera view, if you will. Gotcha. And essentially what it is, is as he's in the woods going through his whole routine, he gets woke up in the middle of the night by like if it's an earthquake or something crashing in the woods or whatever it was. And in the morning he sees evidence where like, oh, wow, something would knock those trees down or this, that or whatever. And and I don't, I don't know if I want to spoil it because it's a really good flick and you should watch it. But essentially – Shit hits the fan, and something's in the woods with him. Hmm. It's actually a really good flick. Like, I don't know what the... I, I didn't recognize a single person in the cast. Uh, it's a Canadian movie, I believe. It's kind of low budget, whatever. Um, but the special effects are really cool. Um, the Because, yes, there's special effects. I'll just say this. There's some sci-fi elements that get unveiled. Hmm, the special effects are really cool. The story's actually really pre- pretty damn good. Um and yeah, I mean, I watch it. Hmm. Actually, I would definitely, I'd, I'd give it a nod. If I was rating it, I'd probably say three out of five. If I was going to give it a star rating, but I'm just going to give it up. You should watch this flick. It's a good flick. Nice. Yeah. I, um, I want to touch on something really quick there that you yeah. brought to mind when you were talking about crashing through the woods and stuff. Now, this is third hand. Okay. Yeah. So I did not watch this, but I want to watch this. Chris Hardwick now does a show called Talking. Like he had Talking Dead. Yeah, talking, uh, Saul talking and bad stuff or like something. That. Yeah. yeah. Well, now he just has a show called Talking with Chris Hardwick. Yeah. And it's literally him talking with somebody. Okay. Because you know he can get away with anything that he wants now. But my sister was telling me that she just watched an episode where he had Damon Lindelof on. Yeah. And they talked about Lost. Yes. And I really want to watch this because apparently he just spilled on Lost. Really. And for starters, you're thinking about the polar bear then. Yes, and and the crashing through the woods because it's a smoke monster. For starters, and again, I'm not going to do this full justice. It was all third hand. I'll just give you the quick broad brush strokes. Um, It was never supposed to go on this long. Um, Really? He wrote it almost as like a joke. Like they just wanted to like do something ridiculous. The, The network originally came to them and said, Survivor is the hottest show on TV right now. Let's make our own version of Survivor. Let's put these people crashed on an island and see how they survive. And it was supposed to be like a dramatic version of Survivor. And so they started throwing in the most wacky shit they could come up with. He says, to this day, I have no idea why the polar bear is there. 
I have no idea what the smoke monster was. He's like, we just threw this stuff in there. We were trying to be as ridiculous as possible. And they bought it. And they kept coming back for more. He's like, the reason that we introduced new characters like Nikki and Paulo was because the original script called for 46 different characters. We were only focusing on like 18. And then they were like, well, we need to bring in more characters. And we're like, well, how the hell do we do that? It sounds like it was a clusterfuck from the beginning. And for some reason, they got like 17 million viewers in the beginning. And they were like, well, what do we do now? So then they plotted out, this is where we're going to go with it? They they did the best they could because they they had to. I guess the network originally said, we want nine seasons. And they were like, we could give you like two. We've got got no more ideas. And they were like, no, nine. And so they kind of met in the middle at six. But I I want to see the rest of this episode because... It sounds incredible. Yeah, we're listening to this crap. Yeah, it's talking with Chris Hardwick. And Which channel is it on? AMC. AMC. Yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So behind the scenes of Lost. So I know what movie we watched together. What's the other movie you watched? Uh, I watched the one that we had talked about a little while ago called Tour to Pharmacy. Oh yes, on HBO. Yes. I know you texted me one day and said this movie is hilarious. It was great. It was only like forty-five minutes long. Yeah. Now this is another Lonely Island production. Yep. One of the best parts about this was that it covered the 1982 Tour de France. Yeah. But it's being told in the modern time and they're reflecting back on it. So you've got characters like Andy Samberg's character was back in the 1982 version. Yeah. Um, and in the modern times, of course, he's aged. So he's played by Jeff Goldblum. And oh, that's awesome. Even better is I, I don't recognize the actor who played um, the, the one black racer. Yeah. Uh, but his modern version, the aged version, was Danny Glover. <laughs> but better than that was they had one uh, biker who swore he was not on any kind of steroids, but it was John Cena. John Cena, yeah. And his modern version, Dolph Lundgren. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> it was great. So, you know, you'd see them, like, you saw John Cena put a wrestling move on a guy, and it was very disturbing because the guy got his entire outfit ripped off and had his dingus just hanging out there and Cena just picked him right up over his head and was swinging him around helicopter style. It was quite disturbing, but funny as hell. I can't wait to watch this. This is a funny movie. It's only 45 minutes. Long. Yeah. Um, I, I liked pop star better. Yep. Never stop. Never stopping. I still think that was a phenomenal movie. Uh, it surprised me, but this was great. Um, uh, what's his name? James, Marsters. I always get them wrong. It's James Marsters and James Marsden. Yeah. Uh, the one who was on Westworld. Okay. Yes. He is the guy who is um, covering the Tour de France. Yeah. And so he's the interviewer and he rides his own bike to catch up with them and stuff. But they've got different characters. You know, Andy Samberg's character is the guy from Africa. And he's like, he's representing Africa. I think it was like Zimbabwe or something like that. And they show like a stock footage picture and you see all these like Africans who are standing there in front of a diamond mine. They're all like skinny, scrawny and like half dead. And then you see this one little white boy playing in the mud with like a sailor's outfit on. And that was Andy Stamberg's character. And so then you see some actual guys and they're like, we hate him. We hate him so much every day with him. We want to kill him. And here he is representing their country. Nice. Um, and then you have the uh, the one who was a woman, but women weren't allowed in the Tour de France. So they she dressed up as a man, and that person who is a woman dressed up as a man is played by Orlando Bloom. 
because he's a very pretty man. Yep. It's it's worth a watch. Nice. It's 45 minutes. It's a mockumentary, and I really suggest worth watching time. it. Yeah. And definitely, if you like that, go watch Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. It is so awesome. Nice. What was the other movie you watched? I watched a movie called The Void, also on Netflix. Okay. And I'm going to read the synopsis of IMDb because I watched it, and I, I – I'm just going to read the synopsis that, that they put up there for it. Because okay. it kind of sums it up well, okay. which is shortly after delivering a patient to an understaffed hospital, a police officer experienced a strange and violent occurrences seemingly linked to a group of mysterious hooded figures. I'll say that again because I think I stumbled up my words. Shortly after delivering a patient to an understaffed hospital, a police officer experienced a strange and violent occurrences seemingly linked to a group of mysterious hooded figures. So he drops the guy off to the hospital, and then these hooded figures start making him wackadoo? Well, basically, this okay. There's some good special effects. There's some elements of of, of the occult in this, uh, and basically, uh, it's like the whole town's in this secret cult, and he, this this sheriff doesn't know about it, and these other guys kind of know about it, and they're trying to stop them, and. It's a really hard movie to describe for me personally. Like I'm, I'm not finding words that I can describe it up in a short basis. I'm going to say I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, again, it's on Netflix, so check it out. Um, make sure you pay attention though to you when you're watching it. It's not a background movie. Okay. You kind of got to watch what's going on, watch what you're saying, or wa- watch what you're seeing. <laughs> I mean. You watch what you're saying. Yeah, but um, essentially it's um, people trapped in a building. Building is surrounded by these uh, cult member type people, and they're all wearing these weird. I saw the relation, but they're wearing these weird white cloak type things with masks. But the masks have these black triangles on them, and they're summoning some sort of creature, and the creature is somehow in the hospital. Because even the doctor apparently is involved with this, one of the doctors there is involved. And um, so, yeah, again, this looks like another like kind of like small budget movie, good special effects and some good monster effects in it. Um, worth checking out. I really think it is. I mean, I was pretty surprised. Like I thought you know, watching Manverse and then the next night I, I put on The Void and I was like, wow, I actually got two good ones back to back. Like it doesn't always happen. No, especially on Netflix. The, both of these movies have 100% potential to be Glitterbox movies, you know? Mm. And um, But they weren't. I felt more like, especially the main verse, I felt more like it was one of those little, like, um, Diamond in the Rough B-flicks. We yep. were like, this is a pretty damn good movie. Nice. So, yeah. Both of those. Cool. And then there was only one other movie I watched. Me as well. Uh, we went and saw Spider-Man Homecoming together. Yes, this was my second viewing. Uh Yes, it holds up. It's just as good the second time, if not yep. a little better. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it. I know it's been out a couple of weeks, but I really don't want to spoil it. But mm. there's this part where, like, I'm watching the movie, and then all of a sudden it dawns on me. And I went, how did I not notice? Like, like it dawned on him a split second before the reveal. Yes. And I'm like, how did I not pick this up? And he's like, because they didn't want you to. And then, <laughs> I mean, you even said yourself, watching it the second time when you knew what it was. Yep. You tried to look for things that for the, where they nod their hat, and you couldn't really see anything. No, nope. yeah. it's it's the best. We've talked about this a lot of times. Yeah, you know about how writers of TV and movies they they try to be more clever than us, and they drop these little breadcrumbs. And they're like, ha ha ha, we're smarter than you. This was something that there were a couple of things in this movie where 
it was never revealed, it was never hinted at, because they didn't want you to know it. You weren't supposed to be focusing on that part. You were supposed to be focusing, like in this part, on Peter Parker. Yep. And it was definitely more of a Peter Parker movie than a Spider-Man movie. Yes. There was plenty of Spider-Man. Yes. Yes, absolutely, actually. Absolutely. this was all about Peter Parker and being a rambunctious 15-year-old kid who essentially was given a loaded gun with his powers. And... So one of the things I hate about the new Spider-Man in the comic books mm-hmm. is that this is basically it's Spider-Man, Iron Man. Peter Parker's become Tony Stark and his Spider-Man costume is completely souped up and over the top and he's got his own um, billionaire company. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, he's built up his own billionaire company. He's got his own Jarvis. I mean, on and on and on. Yep. And I just I'm not a fan of it in the comic books anymore because that's not Spider-Man to me. Now, this it is sad. This comic book. This com- this movie, though, has taken Spider-Man, who's a teenager, mm-hmm. who's been given a suit from Tony Stark. So he has the souped-up suit. He has the his personal Jarvis. He has these things. But I don't mind. Like, right. it works. Yep. It works really well together. Yep. Because, you know, ultimately in the end, he's still that wise-cracking 15-year-old kid who doesn't really know about, you know, he's kind of still going through puberty so he's still trying to adjust his own changes in his body now he has to deal with this you know being bitten by the radioactive spider becoming spider-man and everything else he wants more than anything to just help and use these powers for good and that's the thing too is you never got that in the other spider-man you didn't you didn't you had all well like you you got little montages right but usually uncle ben's dying words type of thing yeah whereas this he legitimately just wants to help he wants to help people he thinks that you know he he's living the very true with great powers comes great responsibilities without actually ever being told those words. Like he's ready, not like as a as a jerk move, but he's like, I'm ready to drop out of high school. Yes. He's like, this is boring to me. I want to go be an Avenger. Yes. I want to help the world. I want to go help the world. I want to go do things. Yeah. You know? Um Tony Stark being this movie, I heard some people like, Why is Tony Stark in this movie? It's not an Iron Man movie. And yeah, he's in it, but he is he's dad. Pretty much, yeah. He is the father figure that Peter never had in life. Yeah. And, but he's also the guy that, you know, he listens, but he doesn't show you that he's listening until it's too late type of thing. And so I, I thought Tony Stark being in this movie was great because it helped. It's helping you build more towards who the character is of Peter Parker, you know? Um, so I, I enjoy that aspect. I just, I just, it's, I think this is my new favorite Spider-Man movie. It was great. It you was, know? I love it. I went to the theaters. I mean, I've been to the theaters to see all the Tobey Maguire ones. I went to the theaters to see both the Andrew Garfield ones. So now I've been to the theaters to this one. And it's just, to me, I mean, it's, I think this is my favorite Spider-Man movie to date. Yep. Because it really, to me, it's more of what the comic book was. Yes, absolutely. With some of his humor, with how he acts, with what he does, with, you know, not being able to control himself type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, a few things that I really liked. Uh, this is, as we've mentioned, a very immature Peter Parker. You yeah. know, very immature Spider-Man. To the point where he's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man because he swings around neighborhoods. Yes. Like a lot of his, he gets dunked in a pool at one point because he's trying to swing. Yeah. Uh, he goes, he does the dramatic pose and, you know, web, he shoots, shoots his web, the web out. but there's nothing for it to hook yeah, onto. Yeah, because he's on a he's, golf course. He's in a field, yeah. Um, 
But he also, like the scene that everybody's seen in the previews where he's on the Washington Monument and he jumps over the helicopter, what they don't show you is that he's scared. Oh, like he climbs up there and he's he is, really scared he of falling. Is very scared of falling, yes. This is not the time tested Spider Man who swings around skyscrapers exactly. easily. This is a kid who's like, oh my God, this is so high. This is so high. I don't want to fall. I don't want to fall. Yeah. That was good. I like that. Oh, it was, me too. It was subtle. Um, there were a lot of in jokes um subtle nods they set up a few things um and and this none of this is really spoilers because we're not getting back to this i I was reading kevin feige did an interview we're not getting back to spider-man until after the second part of avengers infinity war so we're looking at 2019 to 2020 right and the next spider-man movie will be the first one to kick off the rebooted yes marvel cinematic universe so after the second part of infinity war is done we will start off with Spider-Man. So we got Mac Gargan in this. Yeah. Who Mac Gargan, for those who know him in the comics, was the Scorpion. And his original origin story was that J. Jonah Jameson wanted to create something that could beat the Spider-Man because he hated Spider-Man so much. So he hired some scientists to do an experiment on Mac Gargan, who's just a lowly crook, and turned him into the superpowered Scorpion. Um, we definitely saw Mac Gargan. Um, uh, Donald Glover yeah. played, and I can't even think of his name right now. I'm going to butcher it. But basically, he played the Prowler. Yes. You know, he he was not the Prowler with the, you know, anti-grav climbing stuff or the hood or anything like that. But he was a thug who was looking to up his game. And uh, he is Prowler. He mentioned having a nephew in the neighborhood who is Miles Morales. Would love Spider-Man. to see that. Yeah. Would love to see that. Um, and then Ned... Peter's friend, Peter's yes. best friend, is essentially just lifted right out of the comics. Uh, it's Miles Morales' best friend. You know, he, he is him. Yeah. But slapped onto Peter Parker's story, which is I'm, fine. I mean, they changed some things. Like, they didn't make Flash isn't the big high school jock, blonde haired, bully guy who, you know. Right. Um, he's uh, brown skinned. I don't know what his scent he, is supposed to be. Like Indian or something. Yeah, maybe Indian or something like that. But he's still the same kind of. Douchebag dick. Yep. Um, Peter still has to deal with the awkwardness of high school and girls and this and that and everything. Yep. There's a character in the show, in the movie um, called Michelle, who was played by some actress, singer named Zendaya. Anyways. And they're actually dating in real life, by the way. Okay, fair enough. I enjoyed her character. I thought she was hilarious. She had hardly any lines. But... Everything she delivered was fantastic. Yeah. Whether it was looks, a facial expression, a, yeah. a backwards line, when everyone's waving high at Peter and she flips him off yeah, and smiles. Exactly. I mean, like, all those We're talking about how the uh, Washington Monument was built by slaves and Martin Starr's oh like, my God, oh, I don't think it really so was. Awesome. And the black security guard's like, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's just, she, her character is great. And there's then, a lot to love about this movie. And then Michael Keaton as the vulture. Mm. Wow. Mm. He gave me a double thumbs up while he was drinking his water. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Michael Keaton's amazing. already an amazing actor. He is. He, he really is. is. Uh, but yeah, this now as a bit of a comic purist when it comes to this kind of stuff, my first thought was, wow, the vulture suit looks great. That's not Adrian Toomes. That's not an old guy right. who wants to be young again. That That is not Adrian Toomes. What the hell are you doing? When I saw who he was in this movie yeah. and the origin story that they gave him, I went, yeah. That's a really badass Adrian Toomes. That is. It's and, great. And the shocker, the tinkerer. Yep. You know, 
really good versions of these guys. Yeah, I mean, and then they took a lot of liberties with changing things from the comics. And at this oh, yeah. point, you gotta. Those comics were written back in the sixties. Exactly, that's the thing. I mean, like you gotta update some of the stories. You can't. There's no way you can stay true to thing. I think that's a lot of things comic book fans are moving, or like you know people are like oh the book was better, oh, yeah. the comics better. Well, I can't believe they did this, or I can't mm-hmm. believe they did that, or whatever. You know, I know we've had some some. Even on the TV show changes, you yep. know, making Jimmy Olsen on Supergirl a black guy. You yep. know, people were up in arms about that. Just all those things like that or changing origin stories on the DC TV shows or on the Marvel TV shows or whatever. Unfortunately, it is what it is. But these should, yeah, they're written back in the 60s. Things have changed. Times have changed, yeah. you know. And Michael Keaton was amazing in this movie. He really was. He was truly amazing. He was a phenomenal villain to Peter yeah. Parker. That guy is sinister with or without the mask. Kind of like Willem Dafoe. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. Love the movie. It I was think great. I'm going to take my son at some point here. I think he'd love it. See. I think he would like it as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I can't recommend enough going to see it. You should definitely go see it. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, I did watch one other movie. It took me a couple time, uh, a couple days to get through it just because of my time frame. But I actually – I read – Netflix keeps insisting I watch this movie. Like every time I search for something, it pops up. No, no, not that. Laura. Mm -hmm. It's a 1994 black and white, like uh, gumshoe noir film. Technology to do color film in 1994. 1944, I said. Oh, I thought you said 94. No, no, 1944. Um, So I watched it because I was like, fine, I'm just going to watch it. It was really good. Vincent Price is in it, but he doesn't look like Vincent Price, but he sounds like him. It's Hmm. weird. but anyways, apparently in 1999, I know what you're going with. Laura was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry and Library of Congress, and the AFI is named one of the 10 best mystery films of all time. Um, it was a great flick. Only 88 minutes long. It's a great story of someone getting killed and the detective investigating it and uh, the star-crossed lovers and on and on and on. Really good movie. I'm just going to leave it at that. I watched it. Insisted I watch it. Hopefully it doesn't keep insisting I watch it anymore. <laughs> I was like, fine, you win Netflix. <laughs> Thank you. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> let's talk about trailers. Yeah. I mean, we've already been chatting now uh, for an hour and a half on this double episode because that's we missed it? last week. Yeah. I thought we would have been longer than that, man. No, nope, hour and 28 minutes. It is the summertime thing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, some trailers. Trailers, so many of them. Like there were a couple of them, but then Comic Con came out, yeah. and they were just like vomiting trailers. And some of them weren't just trailers as much as it was like first look at you know, um, Flash or first look at Arrow or a, a new Thor Ragnarok trailer or like you know what I mean. We got or that or there was a even new Justice League sneak peek. Yep, yeah. there there were some trailers that we didn't even get to see because they didn't put them up online, like. Captain Marvel. Yeah. Or uh, the Infinity Wars. Right. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen that one. I've seen leaked footage, but whatever. And I've heard and the rundown. breaking it. it down, yep. but I just wait and watch it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to start out with uh, a couple of trailers that I had um, watched last week before the Comic Con unveil. Sure. And that was the first one was Leatherface. Did you watch the Leatherface trailer? Okay. Did not. All right. Fair enough. Um, it looks really solid. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, that is a prequel, right? It is a prequel. Origin story kind yeah, of? Yeah, origin story. What I had read about what the origin story <laughs> was, I, I didn't really get that from the trailer. Mm. The origin story I had heard about was that basically Leatherface and two other guys escape from this asylum, if you will, take a, a nurse hostage. You don't know which one of them is Leatherface. Yeah. yeah. But then when you're watching the trailer, it's 
full of leather face. So it's, I, I don't know. I'm still going to watch it. It's, mm-hmm. It comes up pretty soon, actually, on the Discovery, not Discovery, uh, DirecTV first. <laughs> Discovery Channel. It's for the Discovery Channel because it's a documentary. Um, <laughs> but yeah, cool. it comes up pretty soon on, on DirecTV and then it'll be on, you know, in October. It comes out like a home video or whatever. But I don't know, it still looks pretty solid. Cool. Uh, the Jigsaw trailer. Yes. Now, I didn't know they were going to be calling it Jigsaw. Mm-hmm. I thought they but saw. It's like Rambo calling his new movie John Rambo. Right. right. Um, what did you think of the trailer? I thought that it was... It, honestly, it reminded me of starting at Saw 3. Yeah. When they started really going for broke with the gore and guts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The trailer's definitely full of gore and guts. Gore and guts and, like, frenetic energy. Like, yeah. fast-paced, moving, lots of images, people getting dragged across the room by chains and saw blades in the wall. Um, and also... It's been 10 years. And we've got recordings of his voice and how could he have been recording this if it's right. 10 years later. It's either going to be a disciple or a long-lost child. Somebody commented on the... The like prequel. Sure. And I was like, uh, no. Yeah, and somebody else said, oh, twin brother. And uh, no, no. But Tobin Bell is not going to come back as the evil twin brother. It's just not going to happen. I, I, Sorry, guys. I'm kind of – the trailer didn't excite me. No. I watched the trailer and I just went, okay, it's a Saw movie. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm really like, do I go see this in the theater? Because, you know, I You've have seen a hard time getting to the theater, the theater. But I've seen all the others in the theater, so I kind of need to go see this one in the theater almost. But um, it's a little hard. A little hard. Yeah. It, again, it's – they should have let a good thing die. The first Saw was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, the second one had some good stuff. I liked the ending of the first one. Yeah. <laughs> For a week afterwards, he just randomly texted me, that ending, though. Yeah. Oh, my God, I love that ending. It was awesome. That ending was amazing. Or he'd leave me voicemails. Just call up. Back when to, we left each other voicemails, yeah. Yeah, not call up and, like, wait for it to go to voicemail, but we would just dial directly into each other's voicemail box. And leave a voicemail, yeah. Three new messages. Oh, I know what these are going to be. I know what these are going to be. <laughs> Dude, I can't get over how good that ending was. Yeah, I knew that. <coughs> All right, I was a bit over the top of it. <laughs> Still. They had a new trailer for Star Trek Discovery. Oh, really? Yeah. I watched it. Yeah. I can't wait. Klingons look a little weird. They do look a little different, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still not sold on paying CBS another fee to get CBS All Access. I know. So that I can watch this one show. That is the downside. Yeah. Yeah. That is the downside. I, I'm, I thought for sure at this point they would have changed their minds about it. Yeah. And But because it was supposed to be out last January. Yeah. Here it is now July. It's still not out. And it's not coming out for a couple more months. And, and it's almost lining up with like, you know, in the fall lineup, if you mm. will. So I thought for sure they'd just switch it to regular TV. Yeah. But. They, they're still pushing forward. Maybe they're going to start out and realize, oh, people aren't paying to watch it. So I guess let's throw it up on free TV so you can get some, you know, commercial time. Right. Because if you're paying $7.99 a month, even if only 8 bucks a month to watch this show, if you have to watch commercials, I'd be pissed. Oh, no kidding. You know what I mean? And then think about it this way. No kidding. Think about it this way. You're paying $8.99 a month for the CBS All Access just to watch this one show. It was it 13 episodes? So yeah. that's going to stretch out over three, four months maybe. So you got to pay four months of this. So you're spending $32 to watch this one show. No, I can't do it. But you, exactly, that's 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 why I see the problem well, with it. One of our listeners, Mr. Morang, yeah. who we were talking about earlier, he is a diehard Star Trek fan. Like yeah. he can tell you everything you ever wanted to know about it. He's like, I'm not paying for it. Yeah, I don't blame him. It's too much money, in my opinion, thirty two dollars, or even just twenty four dollars mm-hmm. 
to watch one show, you're spending basically two bucks an episode. Yeah. And you don't get to keep it. Not only that, but you know what? As good as it looks, it looks more like the modern Star Trek movies and less like the classic series, the Next Generation, series, Voyager, yeah. you know, the ones that were based on exploration, diplomacy, right. using your brain. Right. Instead of just shooting at everything. So, I don't know. It still does look good. Uh, it looks great, and I'm glad we got a new Star Trek series. But, but imagine almost- if you got Netflix, and then you had to pay, like, oh, I want to get the next season of Santa Clarita Diet. I'll have to pay $32 for it. No. Yeah. They'd never make money. And, and you, you don't get to watch it anymore. Yeah. You don't you don't possess this. Right. Yeah. If you're only getting the app to watch that, you're not. Because, like, for instance, all right, I don't have cable. I get CBS off my antenna, but you pay for cable to get CBS. Mm-hmm. Well, and other things. And other things. But you pay for cable, you yeah. get CBS, mm-hmm. okay? So then let's just say, all right, I'm going to spend 8 bucks a month now for this CBS app. The only reason why I'm spending the money is for that one app for that one show. Now, I, I have Hulu. Because it certainly won't be for young Sheldon. Exactly. I have Hulu. Mm-hmm. I watch my shows on Hulu. I spend, you know, the money I spend per month for Hulu, but I get multiple different shows, multiple different networks, movies, on and on and on. Yeah. And it's, I'm not, so I'm not buying, I'm not getting Hulu for that one show. I'm getting Hulu because of the variety of programming I get. Same, Same thing, thing with Netflix. Netflix. I spend my 10 bucks a month on Netflix to get the variety of programming I get with that. Yep. I spend 10 bucks a month on WWE Network because I get a pay-per-view every month and NXT every week and all the video vault and all the, you know, the vaults and the libraries and everything else and the original specials and on and on and on. I'm going to get the CBS app to watch one show. And when that show's over, I'm going to cancel it yeah. if I was doing that. So no, I'm just going to come on DVD and buy it. I'll be able to buy it for cheaper and I'll have it. Or show up on Hulu or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so they're just getting greedy. It, it, it's it's. I get the idea, you know, like when you who you when Yahoo had Community, you could only watch it on their online show, but you didn't have to pay for it. It was free, right? And you had to sit through the commercials, but who mm-hmm. cares? You, it's it, it was free. You got it. You know what I mean? It brought people to their online service to show their other original content, original data, whatever you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I also I saw two different trailers for the Defenders. Okay, I I saw. I think I've I think I've probably watched now three or four different ones. Actually, the first one was one that I think you sent me that Stanley was narrating. Wasn't that amazing? That was amazing. Yeah, the Stanley, and then it ends with the uh, the unveiling of the Punisher. Yes, Good thing I got here, whatever. Yes, it was. yeah, yeah. And then the second one that I saw, I thought I was watching that one again because I was showing it to someone, yeah. and it was actually Sigourney Weaver. Yes, talking yes. and basically telling the defenders that they're losers. Yeah. The show looks better and better. It and does. It's getting it good reviews great. already. Too. It looks really good. I'm very excited. I mean, it drops in like three weeks or something like that. I'm excited. I'm very excited about it. Yep. Watched a trailer called Seven Sisters. Hmm. Uh, but I guess now the title is going to be called What Happened to Monday? And essentially, it's a dystopian future where global childbirth controls the limits of people who just want child their family. Uh, so it's well, China. Kind of. But it's worldwide. Willem Dafoe. Yeah, I love it already. Somehow has identical twins where he has seven girls. What? Yes. Somehow. I don't know. It doesn't explain what happens, but we just know. So we have to assume his wife is dead. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she just pumped out seven identical and kids. And he names them after each day of the week. And he conceals them in this building. Okay. And because if if the there's a, a like a, a government program or whatever it is that 
if they find out about these kids, they're going to take them away. Mm-hmm. Probably kill a bunch of them or give them to other families or whatever well, it is that they do. They make experiments. Exactly. Or whatever it is they do with these child control or whatever because they violated the law by having more than one kid. Mm-hmm. So he hides them away. And basically he tells them you know, from the get-go, hey, this is why you're hiding. This is what it is. They will take you away. They will kill you. They will do this that. So when they start getting older, he decides that they can't just stay in here forever. So they're allowed to go out into the world, but only on the day of the week with which they're named after. Okay. And as they get older and they become adults, they undertake a pseudonym, Karen something, and they have a job. And they all report to that job every day. But each, but because they're identical twins, so they their hair's all the same, everything's the same, whatever. So they all go. So that way they can live out in the world. But they I believe can't. they would be septuplets. Whatever. There's seven of them. Okay. So they can't obviously let anyone know that they have a sibling. They can't do anything like that. And essentially, Monday doesn't come home one day, and now the rest eventually get up the get up the gall and the nerve to go out there to find her. Okay. And that's why it's called what happened to Monday now, I guess. Seven um, different girls all working the same job. How would they have gotten that job and kept it? Because training that person? They they somehow kind of explain it in the trailer, okay. I would say. And I don't know what the job is. I mean, it could just be a typist. Who knows? It's mm-hmm. not like it's some corporate head or whatever. Right. But essentially, it, it just looks really good. It's a Netflix original. It okay. comes out later this year. Okay. And it's got an, um, uh, Numi Rapis, Rapis, yep. Rapis, whatever. She's the... She's the, the kid. Oh, She's the okay. actress that portrays all seven of herself. It looks really cool. Yeah, it's called Seven Sisters or Whatever Happened to Monday. Cool. Speaking of Netflix, did you watch the trailer for Bright? I did. Um, I think it looks good. I think it looks great, except it's got Will Smith. I, I know, I know, but and you know, he, hasn't, he hasn't been in shitty... Everything he has done has been shitty. Right. But the, at first it was like starring Will Smith, and I was like, oh, I don't know. And then it said, and from the director of Suicide Squad. And right. I went, uh, GFY. Yeah. But it looks good to me. It does. Essentially, it? it's... Will Smith is in an earth where humans and fairy tale creatures live together. Will Smith is a cop. He gets a new partner who is an orc. Mm-hmm. And he's the first orc cop. <laughs> and then, of course, in the trailer, if you watch it, orc, some, orc, orc. <laughs> some odd couple shit happens. Yep. And then, of course, they have a really long night with a bunch of bad shit happens. Right. And they become a team. Yeah. Um, it's written by Max Landis. Mm. That, that was did. a selling point yes, for me. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like... Because that was a selling point for me. Because his Superman American Alien comic series, uh, his book I just finished reading called Green Valley, it's a eight or nine issue comic book. Both of those stories were phenomenally good. Um, some other stuff he's written and done has been great. And so, you know, when I saw that he'd written this, I was talking to Martin about it. And he's like, oh, oh hey, look, Mac, Max Landis wrote it. And he goes, sold. Yeah, exactly. Like, again, that was like a, a turning point for him is the fact that this is the guy who wrote it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes out again later this year, Netflix original. And initially, like, I'm like, is this, what's this based on? Is this based on a book? Is it based on a comic? Is this a remake? I thought it was going to be a series. I, it's a completely original idea. Hmm. Which is refreshing. Yes. Because if you listen to Kevin Smith and Bruce Campbell, there's no original ideas in Hollywood anymore. Right. So I thought this was really cool. Absolutely. Speaking of, um, I'm not going to, the, the TV show Ozark. When I haven't I, watched it yet. Well, I haven't watched it either, but when I watched the trailer, I thought it was going to be a movie mm-hmm. on Netflix. And then when it pops up, it's a 10 episode series. Yeah. So trailer to me thought mm-hmm. I was going to Netflix gonna really wants me to watch it. And yeah. it looks pretty, it's got Jason Bateman. That was enough to sell me. But it's more of a psychological thriller than a comedy. 
True, but I, I'm okay with that. Aaron watched all all episodes already. Yeah. He commented today that he'd watched the series. So. Hmm. <sighs> Anyhow. Yes. Kingsman 2 yes. put out their second trailer. Gave you a much better look at the Statesmen, which are the United States version of the Kingsmen. Yep. And uh, this is one of those – I don't even have to say what I liked about the trailer – I'm just going to watch this movie. Yep. I'm going to be there opening day. I, I want to see this movie so bad it hurts my groin. Did you see what, – what's the, the lead character's kid in the Kingsman? What's his – whatever, that guy. Eggsy? Eggsy. Yeah. Did you see the Archer and Eggsy little comic they did, uh, cartoon? Yes. Oh, my God. That was so good. I laughed my ass off. I laughed my ass off. Yeah. I sent it to my sister and I'm yeah. like, you need to watch this now. Because yeah. that was just great. He goes into the suit. He's like, where'd you get all those weapons? Oh, there's a secret room back there. there. You, you want to see it? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it fantastic. So Although I have to say, the, okay, so the first trailer for Kingsman, I remember when they were first talking about Kingsman coming out. Yeah. And there was like, everyone went, oh my God, Colin Firth's name is in it. Yeah. Is he going to be in it? And then when the first trailer came out, they like do all the cool stuff. And then and at the very end, him, yeah. they show him like shaving and there's like stuff written on all the walls. And they're like... Oh my God, Harry! In the second trailer, he's like in most of the trailer. He's yeah. like in all kinds of scenes. He's sitting there at the table with Eggsy talking to the statesman. Yeah. It's like, well, we put him out there, so yeah. So basically, they're giving up all pretense that this is a secret thing. They're like, no, he's in it, guys. Just <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> I watched. So, uh, yeah, I watched a trailer called "68 Kill," and I really can't find a lot about this movie online. Actually, <laughs> okay. It's an IFC Midnight film. It stars Matthew Gray Gubbler, who plays Dr. Spencer Reed yes. from the Lions. Yep. Did you see and the also now? plays uh, Simon on the CGI Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. Okay. So did you see this trailer? Uh-oh. Okay. Basically, you, you got to really watch the trailer. I'll link it on the page. Go look for it. But basically, he plays a sad sack guy who has a girlfriend that's too hot for him, but because he does whatever she wants. And this involves a theft of $68,000 and a bunch of people getting killed over it. Oh, so it's kind yeah. of a weird comedy type thing as well. Hmm. Yeah. So Interesting. It looks it looks solid. It looks like one of those low budgets, kind of like, all right, let's check this out type of thing. Gotcha. Um, um, I watched another billboard, sorry, another trailer called Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah, I just wrote down three billboards. Yeah, well, it's called three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. That was kind of messed up. It's weird. I I really feel, and I think that I mentioned this to you when you sent it to me, that I think a lot of this movie would have been lost if I had seen a normal trailer instead of the Red Band trailer. Yeah, I agree with you. The Red Band trailer. Francis McDormand swears a lot. Yeah, basically, Francis McDormand is a mother whose daughter is murdered, and months later, there were no arrests and no findings. She has three billboards erected with basically demanding justice from Sheriff Woody Harrelson. Yeah. And uh, causes lots of hate and discontent in the town. Yeah. So basically, she doesn't like the way that the investigation went. Because no one's been arrested or charged. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe they haven't found the evidence that they need. Maybe they're bad cops. So she's going to stir the pot. Oh, she stirs a lot of pots. So it's definitely, it's a black, it's a dark black comedy. Yeah. Like Fargo would look at this and be like, oh, I don't know. That's a bit too much for me. I don't know. But I know for one thing, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Probably not. I'm not going to, I don't know if it's going to be a theater movie. I'm not going to go to the theaters and watch it, but I'll enjoy that sitting at home on the couch. Yeah. I watched the uh, trailer for season eight of The Walking Dead. 
Oh God, can I it was take like a nap? Two and a half minutes long, and like the first minute and a half was silent. But you know, you saw lots of characters and lots of scenery and stuff, and. Then Rick gives a big old speech, mm-hmm. like uh, he's the president in Independence Day. I say Independence Day style speech. Yeah. I'm sorry, that was an excellent speech. It was. Yeah. Movie did not age well. No, but it was an excellent speech. Um, and and he gives his speech about how we own the world now, and we see more scenes. And yeah, I'll still watch season eight. I stopped watching Fear the Walking Dead because yeah. it's garbage. It's far. That's how I feel about Walking Dead. Yeah, see, I still like parts of Walking Dead, but we'll see. But I still watch Supernatural, and you don't. That's so, true. there you go. Um, but yeah, it, the one weird part about this trailer, and the one part that people are asking about, was we go through the whole trailer, and then it says, you know, the Walking Dead coming back, blah, blah, blah. And then the screen goes black. And then when the screen comes back up, we see Rick laying in a bed. We just see his head, because he's covered up. But he's got a big old bushy beard. And his hair and his beard are all gray and white. So he's old man Rick for some reason. Interesting. And if you look carefully, like there's potted flowers. Well, there's like a vase with flowers in it. And they're all bright and sunshiny. It's an exact like replica of how he woke up in the season premiere. Except... When he woke up in the season premiere, the flowers were dead. He was trapped inside of a room. He was young Rick. Now he's old Rick. The flowers are alive. It's bright and sunny. It's are not trying dark to say and gray. He's been dreaming all this? I hope not. I, I think there are a lot of people who'd be pissed. Oh, God. The tremendous-sized dick move that would be. Yeah, Robert Kirkman would be getting death threats. I want it to end that way now. That's how I want it to end. I want it to end with Rick waking up in the hospital. So I can go, <laughs> And Shane shows up and he's like, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy, how's it going? It's only been quite a few years. Yeah. I've been tagging your wife. We have our own kids now. And there's Carl. No, I wanted to you. just be like, hey, buddy, uh, glad you're awake. Judith is mine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is phenomenal. That is so good. But then switching to a good show... Yeah, uh, the season two trailer for Westworld. Yeah, and did not give a lot away. Did not give anything away, other than it shows you people that are in it mm-hmm. and people shooting guns. Yep, couple new people, couple yeah. old people. Yeah, uh, yeah. It really it has music playing in the background, but it did not give away anything. I'm okay with that. Ed I Harris looks a little worse for the wear. Yes, but. he looks a little ragged. Yeah. But uh, I'm fine with it. I am too. I don't want anything because ragged. that's the thing is I'm going to watch this show no matter what. Yeah, this show. Uh, I keep telling people, I'm like, I push a lot of shows on people, but if you can watch anything, watch Westworld. Seriously, you need to watch Westworld. And uh, yeah, so it didn't have to be great. It was, but. And then uh, going back to earlier yeah. when you were talking about that movie that you watched, that Vincent Price, and I kind of geeked out a little bit over here, and you were like, I know where you're going with that. Let's talk about where I went with that. Oh, Stranger Things season two. Stranger Things season two. That trailer kicks so much ass on every possible so much level, ass. from Dragon's Lair. Oh yeah, just <laughs> geeky goodness, and then you have the Vincent Price monologue from Thriller. You know, it's about halfway through going. So 
and you don't hear oh. you don't hear Thriller, but you hear Michael Jackson <laughs> and yes. things like that cut in between. Oh yeah, but the whole yeah. Vincent Price monologue was just so worth the price of admission. I wanted to scream, and watching you know the boys dealing with the fact that Will seems to have he's still seeing the other side. Yes, and the Demogorgon is still looking for him. Yep, although we thought Eleven killed it, and then. It looks like Eleven is on the other side and is finding a way to bring herself back over to this side. I loved everything about this commercial. Oh, me too. I, I loved it. I thought absolutely it was great. Loved. I can absolutely not wait. And kind of like what we were talking about with Star Trek Discovery, the exact opposite, all episodes available October 27th. Yep. October 27th. Boom, we could sit down. Well, it's and the same it. thing with uh, the Defenders. All they have yeah. to drop like August 16th or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So we're going to get to sit down and watch every single episode and crap ourselves and be stupidly happy because it's Stranger Things. Yeah. No, it looks, it looks exceptionally awesome. I agree. I agree. Uh, let's see here. What do we got else for trailers to talk about? Oh, Ready Player One. Did you yes. That one? Okay. My thoughts on this are a little bit weird because I actually read the book, yeah. listened to the audiobook. Yeah. And this trip, okay, so when he's first talking about how he lives in the stacks, yeah. they're exactly how I pictured them from the description of the book. It looked really, and I grabbed somebody else and I was like, hey, you read the book, look at this. And they're like, wow, that's just what the stacks look like. Um, but here's the problem that I had with it, and it's not necessarily a problem because this is their first trailer. And we got to see action, and we got to see a lot of virtual action. Um, see Freddy Krueger get decimated, yes. disintegrated. Yes. Um, what they didn't show you is that the Oasis, everything happens there. He goes to school in the Oasis. So, like, he puts oh. his headset on and interacts, has his classes. So it's not just a world you're escaping into. No. That's how the world is. Pretty much, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So... That's where all of your classes are. All knowledge can be gained there. Uh, you can play games. You can go places. You can have your own house, your own clubhouse, etc. So it's like the ultimate MMO meets chat room meets. Uh, well, that makes board. a little bit more sense then. So they didn't show any of that, and I was like, "Geez, people are going to get the wrong impression about this." No, you absolutely right. They the, will. the whole story behind this. This is the spoiler-free version. Like you could probably read this on the dust jacket. Is the person who created the Oasis is dead. He, okay. he died, but he left behind this puzzle and basically said that whoever solves the puzzle will and gets these three keys will get the greatest treasure. Okay. And so for years, like when he first died, everyone was like, oh, we're going to find this and we're going to. And now years have gone by. And nobody's even cracked into the code. Nobody's even figured out any part of the puzzle. So it's kind of like everybody forgot about it and they don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's the journey of trying to solve this puzzle and get to the end of the the game, as it were. See, I had never read the book, but the movie looks really good. It's it's a really good book, mm-hmm. and I think that people are going to like it. I just I worry that they looked at the trailer and only saw the action and said, "Oh, this is just going to be a virtual reality game." No, there's a lot well, more to it. I see. I'm glad you explained it to me that way because like I, I was still going to watch it, but thinking like. That everything happens in this oasis world makes a lot more sense. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. Um, uh, I almost hate to say this. We got a Justice League sneak peek, and I watched it. And after watching the sneak peek, 
I thought, hey, this looks pretty good. I know. I know. <laughs> I keep telling myself, well, Wonder Woman was phenomenal. It was, yes. So they seem to be building on some of it. And don't forget, Joss Whedon has his hands in this now. Barely, but yes. But, um, yeah, I watched that I sneak know. peek they gave us. And I, I actually, I mean, it's a good one. And I just, I'm sitting going, wow, this looks really good. I watched it twice to make sure I wasn't Yeah, 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 yeah. Make sure it wasn't a tumor going off my head. And it's like they're getting my hopes up. I almost but considered going to see this in the theater. Me too. And it's honestly based on a lot of how good Wonder Woman was. Right, right. So I'm like, maybe I should give this a chance. And they know that because they led off with her in the trailer. Smart move. Yeah, yeah. Put your best foot forward. Yeah. She was also the best part of Batman vs. Superman. Go ahead and hate me. Batman and Superman still sucks. Terrible. Terrible, smelly, rotting donkey dick. They've yet to make a good version of that film. Yeah. Yeah. They've made two crappy versions. Yeah, two really (laughs) bad versions of that film. But, yeah, this actually looks really good. Yeah. And so some other news about the DC uh, cinematic universe, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> imploding on itself. Well, they got the plans for Suicide Squad two. Mm-hmm. They got the plans for the. Uh, uh, excuse me. You mean Academy Award winning Suicide Squad Part two? No, I don't. Uh, they got the uh, the Gotham Girls or whatever it is. Yes, movie they're doing, yep. and then now Harley Quinn versus Joker. Mm. That's another movie that's in the works that they've announced. Yeah, uh, none of about, those movies make me want to watch any no. of those flipping movies. How about this, guys? How about you try to do something good first, other than Wonder Woman? How about you, you finish what's on your plate now? Because you've already promised us like a Flash movie yeah. and an Aquaman movie and a Batman movie. And your Batman movie's falling apart because Ben Affleck gave up directing it. And now he says, I don't want to be Batman after this movie. Well, I don't know. I actually read something else debunking that saying oh. that he does still want to be Batman. He just doesn't want to direct the movie. Yeah. That he's not going to leave Batman character. So who knows on that one? But he's definitely not directing it. Well, we, we've we gone through like three or four different Flash directors. Uh, the Aquaman movie hasn't moved forward at all. How about you finish what's on your plate before you ask us for dessert? Okay, Just make Wonder Woman 2 and that's yeah. the end of it. Yeah, stop announcing. Oh, that that was announced as well. It's that's not surprising. The, that it's in the works. The, the amount of money it made, it's not yeah. surprising. They'd be stupid not to make it. Oh, they'd be tremendously stupid not to make it. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, speaking of DC, though, and, and your shirt... Uh, Flash season four. Yeah, their trailer or sneak peek they put out really didn't reveal a bunch of anything. Except, nope. oh, in the first episode, most likely, they're, they're going to get Barry out of there. Yep. Because if you don't have Flash on the show, just like in Mallrats, you got to get the kids to the mall. Yeah. So if you have, if your show's called Flash, you need Flash. Yeah. Yeah. And and Kid Flash has already said, I'm not going to be Flash. Yeah. Uh, just read tonight, by the way, that um, Julian will not be back as a series regular. Yeah. However... You want to hear something fun? I do. So Gypsy was yes. from Earth-19. Yes. Uh, she is now going to be taking up permanent residence on Earth-1 okay. to be with Cisco and the team. Yeah. Her dad's not happy about that. Oh, really? Her dad is a very feared bounty hunter from Earth-19. He's not happy with this. So it, her dad is a bounty hunter named Breacher. Oh. He will be played by Danny Trejo. Oh, I love this. Yes. I love this so much. It's amazing. Uh, yes. I want to make love to this moment. Yeah. I, this is awesome. Yeah. So uh, he, he will be joining the show for at least one episode, maybe a couple of them, to basically well, uh, be the overbearing dad. 
Speaking of Dr. Cox and wanting to make love to this <laughs> no. movie, we got a Stand Against Evil little sneak peek, whatever. Season two? With yeah. a big article. Yeah. Not just the trailer. Right. The, well, the trailer really didn't show you nope. much of anything. The trailer was all footage from the first season, which was basically yeah. rehashed stuff. Yeah, but if you read the article, you get a lot of good info. You do get a lot of good info from the article. Um, sorry, good <laughs> info from the article. But it doesn't matter. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. They basically, they're introducing time travel. Does not matter. Yeah. I'm going to watch the show. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Because the first season was terrible but awesome. Oh, terribly awesome. Yes. Like Blood Drive. Exactly. Blood Drive is really good. Like <laughs> it's, it's, so good. it's got me hooked. Yep. We got a new Thor Ragnarok trailer. Wow. And if I... If I didn't want to watch it before... Holy Jesus. Okay. There's a part so, where he's talking to, to Bruce Banner. And he goes... Not Hulk, but Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner. And he's like... Yeah, and then uh, we got into a fight, and I easily defeated you. Really? That doesn't sound right. <laughs> oh, that's what happened. Like, I just love the, the back and forth yes. between the two of them. And the fact that Hulk, like, knows how to talk better yes, now. So yes. they had that scene later on. He's like, Hulk like fire, Thor like rain. <laughs> it's like, well, no, no. We're both kind of like fire. I'm big raging inferno. You campfire. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it looks it's gonna great. Be good. I want to know. Because there's one scene in all that where Hulk is facing off against a wolf that is bigger than him. I yeah. want to know if that's going to be Fenrir, who's supposed to eat Odin and eat the sun and yeah. cause the end of the world. And Because if they're going for full Norse mythology, but... I don't know. It just looks great. I think they said Jeff Goldblum's character is called like the Grandmaster or something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. It just, it looks good. It does. Both and we, we saw the great. new team because yes. it says that they're going to put together a new team. and Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. It looks really good. It's going to be really good. I'm hoping this will lead us to a new Hulk movie, mm-hmm. even if it's a prequel. They, they've said that they're not going to do a standalone Hulk movie. I really want a good standalone Hulk movie. I like that character. I yeah. like it a lot. They said that it's too hard to do because the main character in a Hulk movie is the Hulk. Right. And he's kind of one note, you know, angry, a smash. They have a television series on it. How good was that television series? Yeah. I'm looking at it with rose-colored glasses. Yes. Okay. That was even David. Well, that's all we had, though. Yeah. That's all we had. I know. That's all we had to go by. I know. Hey, I still love the animated adventures of the Hulk where he fought the leader and, you know, I don't know. Whatever. I still remember the the Hulk cartoon where we got the debut of of She-Hulk because he gave the girl a blood transfusion. His cousin. His cousin. He gave his cousin a blood transfusion because she was going to die and she became She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that as a kid still. It was very vividly in my mind. She was a lawyer. Yep. And was, she, she retained all of her intelligence but couldn't change back couldn't change forth. back. She was stuck, yeah. 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 <sighs> Good times. Uh, I, I watched the season three trailer for Lucifer. Oh, because I, I wanted to that. know about what was going on with the whole wings in the desert thing. Yeah. I know even less now. Oh, good. Yeah, it, it's kind of crazy because he's walking down the street in what looks like a white leisure suit out of like the 60s or 70s. I don't know if he's gone back in time or what's going on, but... Glad they clarified that. Then yeah, it. yeah, they, they did nothing about clarifying it. I'm still going to watch it. I've, I've kind of grown fond of its weird stupidness. And Trixie. Like I said, Trixie's the best character on the show. Um, I don't remember talking about this. Uh, the Deuce? I think I talked to you, but I remember talking about this on the show. Uh, I'm yeah. just going to talk about it anyways. If I have, sure. forgive me. Uh, it's a new HBO original series, debuts September 10th. It takes place in the 1970s. It's about the legalization and the rise of the porn industry in New York. Yes. James Franco plays twins Vincent and Frankie Martino. 
and he basically is a front man for the mob and he's a bad guy. And then okay. Maggie Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal. Yep. She plays Candy, a hooker turned porn worker. <laughs> uh, now that it's legalized. And of course they do talk about HIV a lot in it um, because it was rampant back then, I guess, or it was all the talk back then during it. And, um, I don't know. It just looks like a kind of a, a really gritty, good HBO series. Yeah. And it's got James Franco, who's playing he's, twins. He's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. You get double James Franco. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, um, she's the only other thing I have is I watched this. It's not a trailer. I haven't seen anything out about this at all. I came across the Facebook page of it. And coming in 2018, it's a Netflix documentary. It's going to be eight episodes. It's called The Toys That Made Us. And it's essentially, it's about the history of important toy lines through time. Hmm. And some of the, like the, the images and stills they've shown and everything like that looks pretty awesome. I can imagine. Because yeah. I'm already starting to rack my brain thinking about things like Etch-A-Sketch or Viewmaster or He-Man and the Masters of the yep. Universe, G.I. Joe, Transformers. Star Wars, yep. you know, all that stuff like that. Action figure line, the old G.I. Joe line. All those things like that, and just, it just, you know, just from the stills they showed and what and what little bit of information they had on there, I'm like, this looks pretty badass. Nice, yeah. And um, do you have anything else? I do. Okay. Um, announcement to everybody. Yeah. Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency is now on Hulu. I'm watching it. You can watch the whole first season. In fact, while we've been recording this, I have a friend who has been messaging me because she's watching it and she keeps sending me messages like, is that a friggin' kitten lightning gun? What the hell is this show? I can't stop watching. Yes. It's crazy. Awesome. And I'm going to watch it. Yeah. So it's on Hulu the whole first season. Please watch it. It is so messed up and so awesome. And she said the same thing. She's like, it's so messed up. I don't even know what it's about, but I love it. (laughs) Um, the, uh, okay. There's a few things here that are kind of deep and I want to get into. First off, this is kind of fun. Toby from This Is Us. Yes. You know, the boyfriend. Yes. Did you know that he wears a prosthetic stomach? No. Yes. He is not really that big. He wears a prosthetic to look that big. I didn't know that. You know what else? What? He was taser face in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. I, I thought that. that was kind of cool. Yeah. He, I guess he does a lot of different prosthetic acting, you know, putting on different faces and stuff like, like that. Like Long Chaney? Yes. Long Chaney was like the first guy that did yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got the announcement that the new doctor will be a female. Yes. That was the last thing I was going to touch on. Okay. I, the, re- I realized, hey, we haven't talked about that because we didn't do an episode the, last week. Then we'll touch on that at the end of this. That's fine. I'll, I'll go with these. So Captain Marvel. Yes. They announced a lot about Captain Marvel. Yep. Captain Marvel is going to take place in the 90s. Which I'm curious what they're going to do with that, seeing how how is we not seen her then this last... I've got a theory on this. Okay. First off, Kevin Feige has said before and has said now that Captain Marvel will be the most powerful hero on the board in the universe of the Marvel Cinematic Universe when Infinity Wars comes out. I really wish it was Katie Sackhoff playing her. Sorry. A lot of people do. Um, <clears throat> she is her her enemy. It looks like in the nineties is the Skrull. Yeah, which is really an interesting choice because the big thing with the Skrull is that they're not overly powerful. They're shape changers, and they can change shape and mimic powers and memories and everything of actual people. So in the secret war, uh, the sorry. Anyway, the Skrull almost took over the world. 
they replaced most of Earth's heroes. Um, they have much history with doing this and replacing people, making you think that Captain America is still Captain America and he's really a scroll. It caused a lot of dissension. It caused a lot of fear. Kind of like the Cylons in Battlestar Galactica. Is that why he hails Hydra now? Maybe. No, that's, that's the <laughs> Cosmic Cube. But, right. Um, so she's going to be fighting the Skrull, apparently. So my theory is that she's fighting them out in the universe, fighting them on their home world, or she took the fight to them, etc. Yeah. And that's why we haven't seen her. You know, it's not going to be like Cap where he was frozen. Yeah. She's just gone. And now something this massive, like the Infinity Gauntlet, is going to bring her back into the fold. Okay. So essentially this sounds to me like it's going to be an origin story and then she's going to come back in the second half of Infinity War and be like, hi guys. Unlike the DC universe, Marvel hasn't made me lose faith in that in their (laughs) movies. Right. By creating something as horrible as Batman versus Superman. Or Batman versus Superman director's cut. Or Suicide Squad. Or Academy Award winning Suicide Squad. That doesn't even sound right. (laughs) So... (laughs) And you'll have to say it. I, I trust. I trust in Marvel. Yep. I do. I trust in Marvel and them TV and their movies to treat me right and to do and to do things right. Mm-hmm. You know, I go back to Paul Rudd. Yes. Or if I was Sheldon, I go back to Zachary Quinto as Spock. Yep. You know. Absolutely. Proven wrong. Okay. I'm going to read this one to you. Go ahead. Because I copied it all down because I wanted to make sure to get it right. I do that sometimes. The man who brought us The Simpsons is heading to Netflix for a new animated series called Disenchantment, and it already sounds like it's going to do to fantasy what Futurama did to sci-fi. Okay. Announced this morning by the streaming service, Disenchantment takes viewers to the kingdom of Dreamland, which is slowly falling apart into rampant disarray as its hard-drinking young princess Bean, voiced by Abby Jacobson, goes on a series of misadventures with an elf named Elfo, Nat Faxon, and her own personal demon, Lucy. Eric Andre. It's about life and death, love and sex, and how to keep laughing in a world full of suffering and idiots, despite what the elders and wizards and other jerks tell you, as Graining himself has quoted in pre- in a provided press release. So yeah, it definitely feels Futurama-esque in how it's going to lovingly poke fun at genre tropes. To make it even more Futurama-esque, the series will be animated by Rough Draft Studios, which also worked on Futurama. Even the extended voice cast reads like a list of Futurama greats, with John DiMaggio, Billy West, Maurice LaMarge, and Tress McNeil, all having roles alongside David Herman, Matt Berry, Jenny Batten, Rich Fulcher, Noel Fielding, and Lucy Montgomery. The first ten episodes of Disenchantment are set to hit Netflix in 2018. I'm sold. I love Futurama. I was so happy to see it come back from cancellation. I love The Simpsons, for the most part, back in the day. Yeah. Um, Matt Groening's a great guy. He, he's a smart guy. Yeah. Futurama was phenomenal. I want to see this. I'm excited about this. Nice. Nice. So. The Doctor? Let's talk about The Doctor. I, I see it dawns on me again because like we haven't had an episode come out in a couple weeks. Sorry, yeah. you guys. And, and it's just basically because of work and life and this and that and everything. But we're coming back strong with this episode for you. Yep. Do the we, should, we, can. we should be back on a weekly schedule. Yes, yes. And we'll be back weekly going forward. We have... You know, maybe Midnight Texas to talk about. We got Game of Thrones plus all the other great shows. But right now, we're going to talk about The Doctor. The Doctor. And I'm just going to say, we called it yep. when the saying it was going to be a girl. Yep. From the get-go. Yep. From the beginning of the season, practically. 
My original thought was, no, they'll never do that with a new showrunner and switching it up to a female because they wouldn't want to alienate their audience. Right. By the time the end of the season came around, it was like, yeah, they've really done a girl power thing. Yeah, they're going to do it. Yep. It's going to happen. And that's exactly what we got on the the unveiling. We got Jodie Whittaker as the doctor. Yep. She was on Broadchurch. Yep. Uh, The new showrunner was the showrunner for Broadchurch. That kind of makes sense. They've worked together in the past. Um, So he's got dramatic chops. Yep. So it's it's one of those things where I've read everything from this is bullshit to this is amazing. Yep. I follow it like this. I was not a fan of Peter Capaldi's first season as the Doctor. Yep. And you were very vocal about it. I was very vocal how much I did not like his first season. It had nothing to do with him being a guy or a girl. I didn't like the stories they wrote for him. I didn't like the product. I didn't like the, the first season. Except for Listen. Except for Listen, Listen yes. was phenomenal. That was. I agree there. However, I really enjoyed season two. I got mm-hmm. back into it heavy with season two. Yep. And then now with season three, I absolutely loved season uh, three. Yes. It was phenomenal. Yep. It was really good. Um, so that, that's kind of how I'm going to equate it. Like, all right, we've already seen that we can have a Time Lord become a woman because we had Missy. Yep. And if you look at, like, John Sins as the master and you look at Missy the master, I can't think of the girl actress's name. Um they both did that character tremendous justice. Absolutely. With having some of the same snarky quirkiness, but actually being themselves, which is the same thing when you go from like Eccleston to Tennant to Smith to Capaldi, you know, it's like someone asked us, sorry, not someone. Carolyn asked us when he becomes the new doctor, like when he dies and regenerates, like, does he remember his stuff? What? She was person? asking, why doesn't he want to Why doesn't change? he want to regenerate? Yeah, because he's just going to be, he's, because he doesn't, he continues, he change, carries the memories, but he's still a new person. Yep. I, I put it as, it's like a permanent form of disassociative identity disorder. Yeah. Basically, a new personality takes over. Exactly. Driving the car. So, it's still going to be the doctor. Yep. It's still going to be... The adventures of the Doctor in the TARDIS with a companion, male or female, I don't know. Nope. Um, and I'm very interested to see where they go. And Absolutely. You know what? Maybe it will be a breath of fresh air and amazing with a female Doctor. Yep. Maybe it'll suck really bad. And yep. after one season, they go, well, that experiment's a wash. Yep. And we'll get a 14th Doctor, you know? I think it's going to come down more than anything to what you were saying about Capaldi yep. and what they write for episodes for this character. Yep. Because if you don't have solid episodes, then they can't grow as a character. You know, each actor who has been the Doctor has put their own stamp on the Doctor. Yes, absolutely. And they've said, okay, this is the version that I want to do. Yep. You know? So, Capaldi was the grump. Um, Massively. Smith was the cat giraffe. Um, Tennant was the charming lover boy who was also kind of haunted. And... uh, you could go right back through. Every one of them has their own take on the Doctor. Every one of them has put their own stamp and said, this is who my version of the Doctor is going to be. Yep. <clears throat> so if they don't give her good enough stories, she's not going to be able to do that. Right. You know? Right. If she says, this is how I want to be, and they're like, oh, no, we've written you stories like this. Like we were just saying, you know, Broadchurch is the common factor here. This is a very dramatic show. There was no humor in Broadchurch. No, there wasn't. So if they're just going to write dramatic episodes like that, don't get me wrong. There have been some great dramatic episodes. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. You know, Blink, um, the, the Doctor Dances. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, 
the the family blood, you know, oh, the yeah. two part episode yes. with Johnson. Oh my god, that was just dripping with drama, and it was phenomenal. But the thing about the Doctor is also that there's humor, you know, and there's a carefree nature regardless of which one he is. Um, you need to be able to have that. So if they don't write her good episodes, which again, Moffat was always a strong writer. He's out now. Yeah. Gaddis is not a strong writer. I hope he's out now. Um, although I don't know, did you see the most recent preview for the Christmas episode? No. Uh, it looks like Mark Gaddis will be playing the, uh, Lieutenant, you know? Oh yeah. Um, the, the one from the days of the third doctor. Yes. Yeah. Leftbridge. Kate's grandfather. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Kate Leftbridge Stewart. Yes. Um, So it looks like he's going to be playing him in the episode. Okay. Along with, you know, the first and the 12th doctors. Right. So that's going to be interesting. They did also show Pearl Mackey and they said with Pearl Mackey and she was in human form, which will be interesting. Well, but she. Right, right. So I don't know if she's going to pop back in and be like, oh. Or but they flashback didn't... or in the doctor's eye. But they didn't say anything about Jenna Coleman, which kind of bothered me. Maybe it'll be a surprise. But anyway, th- so, yeah. Because he's saying goodbye. And typically yeah. when the doctor says goodbye to regenerate, you see their old companions or whatever. Yeah. There's it's got to be good writing. Yeah. That's the thing. It's got to be good writing. Yeah. They've got to give her a chance to do what she's going to do. And to all those people out there who are like, this is bullshit. The doctor's a man. Just shut up. Yeah. You know, just, I, I get that if you're butt hurt. If but, you're kind no. of a true fan of the doctor, you go by what the doctor says. He even talks about it extensively in this season about how time lords don't have sex. Yeah. They, they, they're millennia old and they've evolved beyond the need for gender specifications. Yeah. And, and actually, we've seen it with, um, you know, another Time Lord this season. Uh, might have been actually, no, sorry, the end of season two. Or in season two, remember one of the guards? He, How many regenerations do you have left? Do I have got plenty? Don't worry. Kill, kill them. Came back as a woman. Yeah. That's kind of the first, hey, guess what can happen, people? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm still going to watch. I'm still excited. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's one of my favorite shows. Period. So plus, I I happen to think that the woman that they've got playing the doctor is a very good actress. Yep, she's done a very good job. She's very attractive. I like her on Broadchurch. Yeah, yeah. She's so. a very attractive woman. Um. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what she brings to the table. I am a big fan. I say go for it. Yep. You know, girl power. Absolutely. Let's let's see what happens. Missy was phenomenal. Missy was great. Missy was just great yeah. as the master. Absolutely. So, yeah. Cool. Does that sum everything up? I think so. Is that the show? I think so. All right. Well, hey, thanks for sticking with wow, us. Wow, at week. the stroke of midnight. Is it? Oh, 12.01. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 12.02 according to your phone. Well, I got three different clocks for different times. Awesome. They're all midnight-ish. How's that? There you go. Yeah. Midnight Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for sticking with us through this uh, extended episode. Which, which honestly is isn't not that much really, more extended yeah, it's than kind of normal, I guess. Um, if this had been the fall season, oh my god, uh, yeah, that six hours later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, find us on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yep, I'm at Superstar Mel. I'm the Quantum Geek G33K. The show is at What Did You Watch? And Facebook is What Did You Watch this week? And uh, check us out on the new uh, New Illusion Podcast uh, website. Yes, new website, new fun. Yeah. New looks. Yeah. Yeah. Newer is always better. (laughs) So uh, take care. Later, everybody.